Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pact, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So, you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week got his start in the industry working at Quicksilver Wetsuits. And then oh, on really? to Surfside Sports. Oh, really? Surfside alumni. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Paul. Barnes. After graduating from UC Santa Barbara in 2005, he, he went on to He went work, to school? Work at so Lost wow. Enterprises. Lost. Lost. Nice. For a pretty good time frame, like 10 years or so. Wow. And he helped build the label into the largest surfboard brand in the world. His duties included website, social media, content manager, surf team manager, Production, filming, editing, you name it, this guy did it. And his accolades include 2009 Surfer Pool Awards Best Movie nominee. What? 5'5", 19 and a quarter Redux. You did that? 12, so 2012 so Trans World Surfer Awards Best Series for Award seri- uh, Stories. Wow. Surfer Pool Award License to Chill. And most recently, <laughs> Through the Doggy Door. That's Directed that. Yeah. Woo! Sheldon Paisan. Sheldon Paisan. Paisan. Yeah, Yeah, and that's an epic movie of, um, yeah, Mason and and Sheldon's like brotherhood and relationship and surf stories. It's not out yet, right? Not out yet. Yeah. Coming coming at the end of this year. It's uh, done, though. We finally finished it. Awesome. And we're going to get into what he's doing now, which is his um, family media um, company, Alani Media. Woo! And he's worked with a ton of industry brands and global brands. Freaking too many to list. And we're excited to sit down and talk to Joe. Just, just Joe. Joe. Alani. Woo! Wow. Dude, wow. Some re- you guys wow. did some research. I, I thought research. You, you, know, you were a really good surfer and that was pretty much it. But damn. I'm like a halfway decent <laughs> surfer. <laughs> what an impressive resume you got, dude. And then he can make you good, look good surfing with all the editing yeah. that he, he's really good at. I know sure. how to make guys Go look Go good ahead surfing. Bring that up. Dude, he, you did... He did five five nineteen and a quarter Redux. Yeah, with Mike Riola, the guy, yeah. the yeah. owner of Lost. Dude, yeah, that's fucking love awesome. Riola. That's like one of the best movies 
Yeah. Five five nineteen a quarter changed lives. Yeah. Right. The first like, one. Yeah. yeah. I did the second one. So yeah. It was like, the second one was fucking sick too. Yeah. So I mean, incredible surfing. Yeah. And just I can't wait to best. to dive into this one. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. What a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank See, you for having me. We know we find out <laughs> stuff about people that we thought wow. we knew and we don't. Just love, Joe. Love you, Internet. Where where uh, where did it all begin for Just Joe? Uh, as far as surfing or growing yeah. up and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. All of it. <laughs> I guess it wasn't a hard knock life, you know, growing up in Newport. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Newport Beach and my parents surfed. My mom. No grew- way. Yeah, my dad surfed. My mom grew up in Hawaii, like surfing Waikiki. And then I even had an older sister, Malia, that's like 10 years older than me. And she was she was a surfer in Newport. She was like, like hang down at 54th, like kind of that, that Echo Beach no era. No fucking way. Wow. So like, yeah, she was really good too. She, I think she won a couple amateur contests at some point and like... Her best friend was dating Richie Collins, and, and so they were in, they tall. were in the mix. They were yeah, yeah but she was full in the mix. Oh, she Darren Brillhart was her boyfriend. No way, her sisters. Yeah, yeah. How funny! And she was like a full server. There was like her and Jada. That was her friend. They're like the two like surfer chicks that would hang out at Fifty Fourth. Awesome! Wow. Yeah, like it just eventually, you know, like my parents and her like pushing me in at river jetties, catching waves, and then. And I kind of all went from there, but I don't think I started like that early. Like, or I wasn't like super into it, you know. I think, I think I, which is okay, which yeah. is okay. I mean, yeah, I wasn't out there like five, like trying yeah. to catch waves. I think it wasn't until like fifth or sixth grade. I don't know how old you are until I was really like, oh, I'm hooked. Like, I'm going down to the beach every yeah. day to surf. And you grew up right off 15th Street, you yeah. were saying earlier, actually 15th up the hill. like. Okay. So, like, I would just ride down the hill to the beach, just, you know, bike ride to the beach. Yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to Pat's thing. Like, me and Pat would drive, ride down to, like, 34th was, like, where all the, the groms. You kind of start on those lower streets yep. where the waves are mellower. And, and then way, eventually you, like, make your way up to way 54th up. and stuff. So, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. River Jet is not a very user-friendly, like, grom wave at first. No. Unless you're catching the little reforms yeah. into the channel that's where they would push me in like i think like i have pretty good memory of like my sister pushing yeah. me in like in the river you know yeah it gets that kind of little mini reform and just peels across like yeah. a little sandbar that's kind of cool your mom and dad surfed yeah like they were both and sister and yeah. sister but what it, what it kind of surfing did your parents do longboards or yeah my mom like was she would Waikiki. paddle out every once in a while Waikiki style so, yeah. you know just longboard stuff yeah. down at Santa like she wasn't out there like every day or anything but yeah that if we're at Santa yeah. you're like oh like mom would paddle out and catch a couple you know that's so, so epic yeah and then my dad actually grew up in Sacramento but he went to school in Santa Barbara too and like started surfing like in whatever in his college years yeah but yeah I mean I was just kind of around it the whole time you have any other siblings uh, and then I got my brother, my younger brother, Noah, who's my business partner now. Mm. So there's three of us, older sister, Noah, we all serve. Dad still, dad still serves, you know, they, they, Epic. they got their house down in Baja and they hang out down there. Nice. Uh, good nice. for them. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so your sister was kind of responsible for you. A little. Okay. It's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. But yeah, and then like, because she knew everyone, so you're kind of like automatically in, like, yeah. oh, there's Malia's little brother, da 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 Yeah. You know, so, and then there's like... just Joe. Come on, guy. Just Let's Joe, go, bro. Yeah. But yeah, like me and Punker Pat would just be like down there surfing every day, kind of in the summer. Like I think I remember one summer. I don't think I showered once. I just I just hosed off at my buddy's house. Yeah. And then go home, crash, and then back down to the beach, surf, hose off. Like literally, like my hair is like turning blonde from the sun and all this stuff. Like I don't know. So did you? You remember like the first session and board you were like riding on and stuff? Because. We talk about a little bit. You know what one board I do remember is is I'm sure she was pushing me in like on her boards, but eventually like I wanna get my own board and that was when her friend was dating Richie. And so I got like the full Richie Collins wave tool, double wing swallowtail with the nose guard. Channels. And, yeah, and and my sister and Jada like did this little paint airbrush on it. And that was like my first surfboard because like every, at that time every kid in Newport was like Richie's like the big dog. He's, yeah. He's winning the OP Pro. And yeah. He's in all the magazines and yeah. And then actually that that board's still at Wave Tools. Like I walked in the other day and somehow it's like it's like one the of their old like rafter ones. How funny! And it yeah. says for Joe like on the bottom. But I remember my sister and Jada like painted, I wish I painted kept, the whole yeah. board. I wish I kept some of those old like boards from yeah. when I was a grown or whatever. So was that board for you? Like yeah, that was like my first like first custom. custom board. You wow! Know? And I was f- freaking out because it was the full Richie, yeah, the big wave tools, nose guard, double wing swallow, just <laughs> yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. What, what was the the Billabong movies that he was? Filthy habits. Filthy yeah, habits. Filthy and habits. One of the other ones right after, just dominating. Pump. Filthy Pump. habits. Yeah. Yeah. Had some good sections. Oh on my it. gosh. Yeah. Twelve o'clock. The flow. And Newport at that time, like you said, was the epicenter of surfing. You know? Yeah. Like the Echo Beach thing with Quack and Preston Murray and Jeff Parker. You're, is your sister in that I, age Yeah, group she's or? like that age. She's, yeah. she's like 10 years older than me. Yeah. So, so she's. Like, that was. Like Darren was her boyfriend, that's Darren so Brillhart. That's fucking funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren was no slouch either, dude. That guy oh, was yeah. Oh, he ripped. ripped so ripped he's hard. But yeah, like, we, we've had, um, gosh, Richie Ronnie. on the podcast. We've had Ronnie. And, and Ronnie Nelson? Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Nelson Ronnie, talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Newport was so, so, there's such a hotbed of, you know, surfing. Yeah. 
And uh, what is Miller just a little bit older than you? Yeah, well, Miller's probably like more my sister's age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm 41. Yeah. Guessing those guys are almost in their 50s. Yeah. The Giddings. But I was still like, like I wasn't super into serving then. But I think when I really got into serving, like it was more when like Troy Eckert and all those Volcom guys were like, mm. I don't know, 92, 91. That's when me and Pat were like. Oh, now we're at 54th Street. Yeah, you know? Dylan and... And, and, and then and, that's when he became Punker Pat, yeah. and it was that whole, like, that whole Vulcan thing was just, like, going crazy down Yeah. There. That must have been such a trip, you know, living in the epicenter of the Vulcan heyday. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, Quicksilver owned Newport Beach yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. Right? Like, Larson used to go to those Quicksilver workouts and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember him. Every yeah. every Tuesday or Thursday, whatever the day it was, like yeah, they took over the beach. And, I mean, the tent was down there pretty much every day, anyways. Yeah. But like, you know, all the surfers would come. And, yeah, and it's like <laughs> Miller, Dylan Crouch, yeah, uh, Cordell, Todd Bowsman, Bowsman, yeah, dude. right, Robbie Todd, yeah. Robbie Todd, yeah, like Getting Bros, the, and, yeah, Estradas, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of ripping surfers going on and you're sure. you're probably yeah 10 years younger than yeah, those guys yeah we're just little grounds like those guys are big pros to us like Todd Miller and, yeah. and Richie and stuff but yeah do you remember Joey's Intel too sounds familiar he, he yeah. wasn't from Newport he was like a Floridian guy but then lived in Santa Ana yeah uh-huh. and then he rode for Bullet uh, team I was running well I was team manager for Bullet at one point in time and I remember seeing him and I was like, you know, my friend wanted to put him on. Like, oh, he surfs all right. Yeah, okay, we'll put him on. And then... You see him surf? He surfed Newport <laughs> all the time, 54th Street. And then, like, months later, I go surfing with him. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how... He got so good so quickly and then started getting shots in the mag. He made the quarters of the contest that Slater won. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the lower doors one, the yeah. castles one. Yeah. He made the quarters. Brillo made the semis. Yeah, Brillo. Yeah, Brillo, Brillo made the semis. He was in the, I was going to say that. He but, was in the but semis. It was in the final. <laughs> but it was in the final. Yeah. But this show's not about those guys. Yeah. It's about just Joe. It is. But, you know, it's, it's again, we love the, the crossover, you know, and, and, the, and, and the history. The history of, like, yeah. Yeah. where, you know, putting you in that mix that we've talked so many times about these different people in the, in the same era you yeah. know so talk to us about you know you and punker pat your click making your making your um making your um transitions from <laughs> shut up got, hey turn your phone phones off. ringing phones it, are ringing it, it is off the, the ringer's off but the my computer's on it picks it up over there jerk so you and punker pat he was your surf buddy Right. Yeah. Um, started off at 34th Street. Yeah, in Newport. You start off at like those lower jetties. Like, I mean, for the most part, the surf in Newport gets smaller towards Blackies, and then as you head north, it like progressively gets bigger and yeah. hollower. So when yeah. you're, you're a kid, you usually start down in those lower streets, and and we had a buddy that that had a, there was a couple kids our age that lived down in that 34th Street area. So like all of a sudden like that was where we were all congregating and there was there was a whole group of kids like Makai McKenna and nice. yeah. Pat his older brother there's a lot of older little guys that were like a year or two older which seemed like so old back then but yeah. now we're like all the same age and 
yeah, like me and Pat were like just got super into surfing at like fifth or sixth grade, and then um, we just surfed a ton. And then you move up to fifty fourth, and all of a sudden, like guys are. You know, Newport is kind of pretty easy then to get, like, the sponsor or whatever. You yeah. Know? Then Punker gets sponsored by Vulcan, which was, like, I remember, we were, like, that was the coolest thing back then. Like, we all wanted the Vulcan t-shirt. Yeah. We all wanted to, like, sneak into the Vulcan warehouse. They had, like, the little half pipe and, like... Isn't that so crazy on, like, how, like, just grassroots they started and just yeah. created such a crazy buzz? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a buzz about them back then and then Troy Ecker was like the hot shit riffer yeah. you know too and he he wasn't even that older than us I yeah. think like I don't even know if he was out of high school yet he was like starting the brand yeah. there with, with Wolcott and them it's funny cause he's from Bolsa or like Bolsa Chica I think yeah he's like North Huntington originally yeah and then all of a sudden you know he started popping up cause he I remember him being a Grom surfing like Bolsa Chica and then all of a sudden he was like part of the scene in Newport yeah I mean he's yeah he's I didn't even I always thought he was from Newport I had no idea he was like to me he was always kind of the, the 54th legend yeah yeah so Pat got sponsored Pat got sponsored and then um this guy John Morris who actually like just recently right, passed hey, away John. He, he was, like, a little older than us and also, like, local ripper and, and rode for Quicksilver. And he, he kind of, like, took notice of me or whatever and, and got me sponsored by Quicksilver. Who was awesome. running the team? Uh, Robbie Todd. I remember <laughs> the first day. He's like, I was blown away. Like, he's like, all right, yeah, come with me to the factory or the warehouse. Uh, that's Volcom now. Yeah. It was a huge warehouse and, like, walk in the back and, and he's like this is Robbie Ties and Terry Carries they're like pick 20 things any 20 things you want I was like what are you kidding me like anything like the snowboard jackets and stuff they're like yeah grab anything you want like 20 things I was just like holy shit this is the coolest thing ever so wait John brought you up there yeah and pretty much vouched for you pretty much yeah. but you'd surf with Robbie Todd yeah, Robbie, yeah they, they all saw us we yeah. were like there's Punk Pat there's this buddy like these are the little groms coming yeah. up and then there was like Makai McKenna and a couple of other of us yeah and, you know they're already on Volcom so I think the next thing the Quicksilver has oh grab this guy you yeah know? He, this guy haven't grabbed this kid yet like let's grab put this kid on the team yeah I mean it was doggy dog back there you know back in the day you yeah know? and it's like now it's totally seems the opposite like nobody you know it's like really hard to even get a sticker on your board like yeah. you know oh, but back so. then they, the companies were stoked to hook up all the kids at every every beach for sure you know yeah. like local local groms local heroes yeah. were a big part yeah. of their marketing yeah. yeah it's not like me and Pat were like winning every NSA or anything yeah. we were just like the cool kids the, hanging the out. The cool kids hanging out at the beach. Yeah, the, and that's how the it should be. local rippers. Yeah. What what uh what surf shop were you guys hanging out at? Um, well, I'd hang out at Surfside Sports. That when it was down at um down at Blackie's parking lot. Yeah. Cause and I think I started um like renting the boogie boards in the summer there. That was your first gig. Yeah. And actually, my sister before Duke and Paul owned it worked there at one point. How funny. And yeah, I remember. I think it was even before Duke and Paul worked there. Like I'd be a little kid, and they had um, all the UGG boots in this back corner, <laughs> and they like make make the Groms like put on uh, big old 
boxing gloves and we'd have like full boxing wars back there and it was all the Ugg boots so you'd be like flying left and right but you'd land on like the soft Ugg boots and then who were the original owners of, uh, of Surfside? Yeah, was I, it Scott? I don't know. Like I, Mindy, Scott and Mindy or something like that? I don't recall. Yeah. Somebody... Let us know. Yeah. yeah someone yeah. let us know. But it was Duke and Paul that let me, like... Um, work? Work and, and rent the boogie boards and stuff. So that was your, your first job? Yeah, that was my first job. And then um, and then eventually, like, I moved inside and was, like, yeah. working the floor or whatever. So where was the boogie board center? Like, outside? Yeah, outside in the parking lot. It was only during the summer, you know. They, they pop up they an umbrella rent, or a rent the boogie boards there at Blackie's. Yeah, I just post up in the um, parking lot. Yeah. And they had, like, a closet. I think I had the, just the key to the closet, like, not even the key to the shop, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I had the key to the yeah. outdoor closet so I could set it all this up. This is your yeah. zone. You manage this. Yeah. So and then I would rent basically the boogie get boards. People's driver's license and then Yeah, I think that was a program. Credit card. Yeah, the driver's that. license. Yeah, it was like, yeah, leave your driver's license or credit card and yeah. then you take it out and you come back and pay. It's so good. <laughs> That's kind of a cool job. I mean yeah. for Oh yeah, it was awesome. You get like, to interact. I'm down at the beach. That's all you like want yeah. to do, you know. You get to interact with people and mm-hmm. you know, helps kind of break down the, the shyness. Yeah. Alright, once I moved inside, I remember Duke would always get pissed because I would be like just staring at the surf videos <laughs> the whole time. He'd be like, you, you, should, can't, you can't come hey, in here and like watch the surf videos yeah. the whole time. You should have seen us <laughs> in, like t- yesterday. I was at Surfside and they had the contest, the US Open going. Bunch of us reps and Joe were just sitting there like wa- watching, like talking, like, oh, the waves suck and kind yeah. of close out and look at the current and uh, that's a bummer for, you know, like full chit chatting. And then the guys behind the counter are looking at us, just shaking their heads. Yeah. Like it's it's hard not to look up at the screen. Sorry. Uh, no, he would he would get frustrated yeah. with me. Like, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was watching that. Um, new How movie. old were you when you first uh, started? Um, what? I must have been like fourteen or fifteen, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe younger. Maybe younger when I did the boogie board stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like my high school college years I worked at Surfside or like not um junior high high school yeah 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 now did did you approach them about getting a job yeah or? sure nice. I swear like Duke didn't want to give it to me at first because he knew I was just gonna like sit in there and watch watch the surf videos <laughs> but once they let me in they, they knew I was all right and then my little brother worked there too at one point nice and a lot of my friends I'm still friends with all like all, all work there at one yeah. point. Yeah. That's like us through Huntington Surf and Sport. Yeah. Like a ton of our friends have, have gone through there. And oh, actually before Surfside, I worked at Quicksilver Wetsuits. No way. Yeah, like um, that was actually, I think, my first job. It was only like one summer, but I was like the, the warehouse kid packing, packing the... Um, boxes? Packing the boxes of wetsuits back Was it then. Gothard then? No, or? I think the guy I worked for worked for Gothard. Okay. And it was just like across from Volcom. Yeah. Um, in the little strip mall. In the across. little strip mall, yeah. they had the wetsuit place. Yeah. I was even like, um, you know, when they do those the wetsuit the wetsuit catalog yeah. in, the, in the in the surfer mag. Like, I was like the grom oh. the grom kid. How they, funny! They put in the thing. You have pictures of that still? It's somewhere. Like, that's the top of my hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, check it out. What? What am I looking at? That's me. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they do the faces. How do you know it's you? Because yeah. it's me. Yeah. But well, yeah, that cool. was actually my first job. But I think it was just for one summer. Like, 
like packing the packing the, the wetsuits and, and the boxes and stuff. That's funny. Even though it's just for summer, though, just to be kind of behind the scenes and yeah. kind of see what goes on is still really cool. Yeah. You know? Like the orders come in or the you know repairs or you know like uh, you know uh, you know call, shops are calling special order you know like just to kind of see how that unravels yeah. is like well, cool. going back to that day that you picked up your first twenty goods like oh that was like, a mind blowing yeah how much of a a freaking memorable moment how stoked you are like what the fuck like yeah, no, twenty items. Yeah. And you're giving me stickers to put on my board? I mean, that was actually the coolest part <laughs> to like put the sticker on, you know. Because yeah. I remember Pucker yeah. got, he got sponsored first, so then you're like jealous. Like, wow, yeah, you're like, dude, yeah. what? I want to get sponsored uh, so too. Your, yeah. uh, your, your board, your skateboard, your binder, your bike, yeah. your, 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 bat, your door to your room, you know, like you've yeah. started plastering like stickers everywhere. And Quicksilver is huge. And I was like, when Slater was like winning his first world title, I was like, what? I get to put like the Quicksilver thing like, yeah. on the nose like that? That's yeah. the freaking coolest thing ever. Do you remember? I'm sure they, I like looked in the mirror at myself. Like, <laughs> Hold the like, board. Put the board. And was like, fuck yeah. How cool does this sticker <laughs> look right here? So, the, so both Quicksilver and Oakley at one point had like team stickers. Yeah. And the Quicksilver team sticker at one point was like the Quicksilver iconic logo, but Not it had a tribal like bottom to it, like like oh yeah, remember oh, yeah. like, tri- you know they yeah, had like that. this little weird yeah thing yeah a little tribal like kind of like things and, and and Oakley had the O, but it was also a little little different, and it was just like just for the team guys yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like. Can I just get the regular logo? But you yeah. always had yours like upside down, but on the nose. I yeah. did. Yeah, I had to make myself look different. Yeah, you had to stand out. I just like, oh, Slater puts that thing there. Boom! Yeah, you're going right there up top. What yeah. boards uh, were you riding? Uh, what was that? A ball. I started riding Baltiera surfboards. Oh yeah. So he was like, um, is he from Newport? I don't know if he's original. I, I'd like to say he's from Newport. I'm sure he is, but. Uh, he was like one of the shapers for Russell Surfboards, who's okay. like iconic Newport, mm-hmm. you know, surfboard band. I don't know how I fell into him. Like my dad knew him, or but and Pat too. Me, Pat, and Chad like both started on Baltiera surfboards. That's a trip because I never, I know who he is, but and I saw boards every once in a while. I think he did a lot of private or. Yeah, he was pretty small time, and he's really like he's still a great shaper, but I think he concentrated like like his guns are like everyone wants his Porto guns and stuff like that. I was gonna say that I I I ran into him at Bud Lamas' shop. He's a character. That guy will talk. Yeah, he's a talker. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and um, yeah, he's telling me yeah like he makes really good Porto Skinhead boards. Like. Like, a couple of the Newport guys that go down there, like Spencer Purdy and stuff, they all get, like, his big wave boards. How funny. But at that time, he was shaping all the short boards for Russell and, and guns and stuff. And then I think someone else did the long boards. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have, like, old... I have, I have those old ads. There's old ads of me, like, holding the Balti board and stuff. So, did you start serving contests at all? Yeah, or? and then we all... You know, me and Pat started doing... Um, all the NSSAs and Chad too and, and my mom and Pat's mom would, would drive us to the contest sick and yeah we're like this just full NSSA kids but we're like I was like the steady like quarter finalist like I wasn't like 
Like, my division was gnarly. It was like Micah Byrne, Bobby Martinez, Fred oh. Patacha, Timmy Reyes, oh. Mike Lawson. I was like, dude, I don't stand a chance against these guys, but I'm going to try. But, yeah, you know, I was like, uh, you know, we weren't, like, lighting up every contest, but we were having fun and, and yeah, surfing and I, pretty good. And, I mean, when you are a kid and we talk about this, like, you grew up and, and your world is Newport. Yeah. You know, and then you get a little older and you start like going to the next Huntington or you go down to Crete or Lowers or, you know, you start adventuring and it's like, wait, the waves are like this here? Like, you know, it's just a whole nother world. But, yeah. you know, the cool thing about those contests is that they're all up and down the coast and you're always just getting experience in different waves. And that's truly how you improve a lot, you yeah, know, definitely. like not yeah, surfing the same different conditions, same spot, you challenge or, you know, it's, you just got to be more quick witted on, on your feet, you know? different conditions yeah yeah I, and I also like dude I met so many you meet so many kids like and people that I still like see all with. the time friends with like that I would have never probably met like like all the kids from Seal Beach the Huntington guys yeah. the Sean Marshron Encinitas like John Robertson we started hanging out with, like Robo. but I'm sure we would have never like met those kids if we that weren't doing those sick. contests yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. And then you get to surf all the different ways. Like, I remember, like, surfing Seaside Reef in the first time. I was like, whoa, this is, like, I never would, served anything like this. Yeah, like, I was just about to bring that up when I was talking about different spots and everything's, like, different. And then there it's, like, a, you know, like a, a boil reef spot yeah. and it backs off and it's, like, inside, do I go left or right? Sometimes the right's better, but it's closed out. Left kind of kinks. Like, it's, like, totally yeah. unique. That but, place is a trip. Trip. Like, there's no other wave like that in California no is there no yeah and when you're at Grom and you're just like you got 15 minutes or whatever and you're yeah. going out and you're trying to you know like hassle and then certain waves you know hit the spot in gyms it's it's tricky or you go up to we were up in Santa Cruz and you know I was like pleasure point I'm like, oh there's a contest here I used to come up and do and I remember losing because of the kelp. I got stuck in the kelp. Like, <laughs> yeah that's, I was a, like, new, that's, that's a new experience <laughs> kelp sucks kelp. <laughs> oh not when it makes it glassy every day. Yeah. But so now, but yeah, back. going up and down the coast. Yeah, and that was surfing and that definitely like There's adventures. still people I know, you know, from the from doing those NSAs yeah. that, that I see did, all did, the time. Did you have uh, hopes of turning pro or? I think at one point we did, but at like, I think once I got into like high school and I was like making the quarterfinals, <laughs> I was like, all right, like, I, pro I probably should like get some good grades and try to go to college. <laughs> Especially in Newport, I don't know, like, I, I guess it's, I don't know what the saying is, but, like, the people you surround yourself with, like, besides Pat and a couple other guys, like, most of my friends didn't surf. They were, like, a lot of them were on the football team, like, 80% of them went to USC. So, like, when your friends are all going to USC and, and you know, I, I, I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm competitive, like. Yeah. Like, these guys aren't going to college, and I'm not going. You yeah, know? so like it's a different sort of competition. And I kind of realized they're like, yeah, like the surfing things, you know, fun. But I don't know if I'm gonna be like making a career out of this. Like yeah. if I'm not winning the NSSAs right now, like yeah, you it's gonna only get harder here. Yeah, you knew the the timeline and and what you know what it takes to be pro. You've been around it your whole life and living in Newport. And you're yeah. like, like you said, Richie Collins was winning the. You know, at the, 14, yeah, the US Open, he's been a pro, you know, like you know what it takes. And if you, you know, you're at a point where it's like, I might as well go to school, yeah. So I mean, I definitely wanted to like stay in the surf industry, yeah. 
I guess that was my goal, like, in the beginning. Going back to what, um, when you were younger, did you, did you get some photos from, from Newport? or? Yeah, like, I got um, some photos in, like, Beach Happy and stuff nice. like that. And, and Beach Happy was such a sick man. Birdcage. Was super what sick. was it? The Birdcage... The little, the little the office next to Wahoo. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. birdcage liner. Liner. Yeah. The birdcage liner. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that magazine was like kind of perfect for what it was and, and the timing of it all. Yeah. You know, it was free. Like you would look through it and your fingers would be black and blue from the ink. <laughs> and, but it was like, you would see that magazine on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it, it got, you it, know, it was shipped ins- all over the country. It was like an insider magazine that everybody saw. But every, yeah, that yeah. was pretty big. You know, like it was. Yeah. Whatever party was happening in the industry, they were there getting the dirt. You know, whatever. You know, you didn't have big budgets for the small brands, but then even the big brands would throw. They had to participate, so there was good advertising. Like they, made, yeah. You know, they had money to, you it know, was, make it like legit. It was funny because you would see all like the major brands in it and then you would have like a small little chronic tacos yeah yeah or whatever you know small little wedgie thing that they just i just always remember that little shack right next to wahoo's that they were running it out of yeah because that was uh nick was part of that right or it was alibaba and alibaba right joey marshall was it joey they did happy which was kind of like uh i don't know like a throw uh an extension of that because I think Beach Happy went away for a little bit and yeah. then they did like Happy yep. it was just called which was rad Bliss. too and then Bliss was after that right yeah yeah similar concept but right similar yeah. stuff yeah yeah so you would get shots in yeah I'd get and then there was what was that wave action or something oh yeah I think maybe I got a shot in like a little blurb in like surfing magazine or something one time but yeah, it wasn't like Punker Pat was getting all the shots. Yeah, he was getting like full page spreads and stuff. Yeah, he was a uh, <laughs> photo slut, you know. He, it's crazy how Volcom kind of just threw their eggs in that basket. And I know yeah. McKay, McKenna, McKay too. Yeah, yeah was McKay kinda... too. But like, it seemed like you know Punker Pat like fit the bill yeah. for. Well, Punker's marketable. And he surfs good and has and like a really clean, style. nice style. Yeah. He's photogenic. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. We were like battling all the time. Like he was kind of like, we were best friends, but they were also like super comped out. Like, yeah. like I actually maybe won more contests or did better in contests, but then Punker was like in the mags, like getting two page spreads <laughs> and stuff. So we were all like competitive against each other. That's awesome. That's good because that's you know peer pressure, yeah. peer push. You know, like that's how you get better too. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know the Towersies, they're they're competitive. They like to win. Like their mom's like a, has like golf records and stuff. Does she really? Yeah. yeah, they're talented. Yeah. Family for sure. For sure. And then, um, what about surf trips? Did you guys do some? Yeah, family surf. Trip? Come on, I know you. Oh guys did yeah, some like. My parents started driving, like, we drove down to the tip of Baja, like, all the time. Like, that was kind of our surf trip, like, um, my parents. It's been the summer? Well, it was actually, um, my sister, and then it wasn't Darren, it was, like, her college boyfriend. They were, and he was a surfer, they, they were down in Baja, like, it's, like, an hour north of Cabo, Toto Santos. Yeah. 
And my sister's like, oh, mom, dad, you guys should come down here. You'd love it down here. The waves are good. Da, 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 da. So like they threw us all like in the car and we drove all the way down there, like all the way so to Cabo. Nice. How rad. And then, yeah, it was good, good upbringing. I remember my dad gave us slingshots and you know that whole drive? Yeah. Me and my brother just pinging, All pinging the signs. the signs out the car like the whole way <laughs> down. Were we shooting marbles or like... Just like the anything? rocks and shit. We get pick off, up off the... Off I'm over dad, I'm out of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> but then we, and then we go down there and like camp on the East Cape for like weeks at a time. Loretto and Dang. go fish and... No fishing, my dad wasn't a fisherman. But like like shipwrecks and nine palms and stuff and yeah. and back then there wasn't that many people there like sometimes we'd be the only people camping at like shipwrecks yeah and what, was, what kind of car would you guys take you said a van yeah like a big suburban we had with like the racks on top and then eventually they they like kind of fell in love with it down there and bought some property and then as they were building the house you know we're just like you're always running. Back, back and forth like I remember driving all the way down there with my mom with like the coffee table like this thing strapped to the top <laughs> and, and then driving all the all the way to Cabo wow yeah. just you and your mom yeah me and my mom a couple times she and sometimes all, yeah my mom's gnarly yeah she kind of they get after it like uh I think in the 70s, like, they were down in El Salvador, like, surfing. It was, like, Civil War, and, and my dad surf, was surfing, like, La Libertad back in the 70s. Damn. And it was, like, they're full kind of hippie, hippie deal, you know? Yeah. yeah. What, what did they uh, what did they do for work? Uh, my Spell dad... drugs? <laughs> no, no. no, my dad's actually a... He's, like, a commercial real estate attorney. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, but he, I mean, he's kind of a hippie too. Like, he's a sax player. Like, he, he's not in this band anymore, but he was, like, touring with this band. It's, like, 25-year-old kids. They, they glass the boards at Lost Surfboards. And he was their sax player. They're called Tunnel Vision. No way. And he was, like, like literally, this is, like, two years ago. He's, like, <laughs> in, he's like in the van, and they're driving from Florida to New York. What? With like Riola behind them in the rent a car, and my dad's like sleeping in the van. He's on tour with the Lost Crew, commercial <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real estate lawyer. Yeah, plays uh, saxophone. Yeah, he, and he's he loves the music. Beard with the freaking Lost Crew. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just loves the music. Like yeah. it's one of those things. Like, and that's I mean, how fun would that be? You know, you're cruising oh along gosh. the coast, like going yeah. to all these like parties and yeah. you know you're with the crew yeah he, he loved it i uh, mean it, it eventually got too crazy because dude those guys are like they're like in their 20s just going crazy and yeah. he's like sleeping in the back of a van like trying to do like emails and stuff <laughs> and dude i'm sure he's done you know enough on his own back in his oh day. yeah for sure <laughs> and he was like semi-retired from being a lawyer at that yeah. time but but still it's pretty funny you know? yeah that's like, freaking awesome yeah I mean, but yeah, my parents are pretty like, they're like kind of surfer hippie guys, but yeah. they had it together. Like he became an attorney. We lived in Newport. Like, you yeah. know, I, I never was never going hungry or anything. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but even in Newport, we're like, you know, like there's some really rich people in Newport. You're like <laughs> freak. I'm like, I'm yeah, like, I'm like lower like, class here. <laughs> like my dad's a real estate lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, we're just, you know, we're, we're living, we're not begging for food, but man, these people definitely aren't. What well, I, I'm sure, like, over the years, it's gotten even more, like, bougie. 
Yeah, right? um, yeah. I mean, it's always been like yacht clubby and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Baja, obviously, your family fell in love there. What, what, what any other like your mom grew up going to white? And then yeah, Hawaii. we go to Hawaii a lot. Like my my, and then my my grandparents lived in Hawaii. Um, like my my grandfather was Dean of Punahou. It's like it's the school Barack Obama went to. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Shishi private high school there. Mm-hmm. And they they're originally from like Massachusetts. They were like Ivy League educators. And Moved they up. all went to Dartmouth, and I, I think he was in the military in Hawaii. And, it's an and then eventually he became, they became teachers at Punahou. And then eventually he was like the dean of Punahou. So my mom, my mom grew up in like that Waikiki area. Wow. Like surfing, hanging on the beach. Yeah. Like, she has funny stories where like, they're like, it was like the Aikawas had a, a, a luau, and like her and her girlfriends are sneaking in there, and like, She's, she's like been around all the surfers for yeah. like a long time. Like Mickey Nielsen and that. Yeah, that I don't era. know. It was, before, it was before that. It was like like Jeff Hackman was like oh, a shit. kid. Like all these big surfers went to Puna. I think Jerry Lopez went there. Jeff Hackman, um, Mike Doyle, like these old school like big wave surfer guys. Yeah. All all were either teachers or they went to Puna. How funny. So that's like her background. She's she's from Hawaii like yeah. she's a full beach person like, and they yeah. met in Santa Barbara uh, how did they meet I think your, they your met dad, your parents? my dad's from Sacramento like yeah. my dad my dad didn't surf till like I think in college yeah and your mom blows him out <laughs> I probably at first you know <laughs> yeah he was like more like like uh like hippie musician guy like he was at Altamont. I don't know if you know what Altamont is. I've it's, heard it's, of it's the like, race. The race um, it's, it's like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't at Woodstock, so they wanted to have their own Woodstock and do this free concert. And and they had it. And the Rolling Stones were going to do this free concert at Altamont. Yeah. Up in by Sacramento, San Francisco, and like, there's a famous documentary. They they hired the Hell's Angels to be security. And they ended up, like, the Hells Angels ended up, like, stabbing some guy right in front of the stage. And it's, it's like, a historical thing. They said that was, like, the end of the hippie era. Like, it, it kind of all went wrong, you know? Yeah. But he was at that concert. Like, it's, like, 1969 Rolling Stones stuff. crazy. And Altamont was a raceway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. like, up there, up north around San Francisco mm-hmm. or Sacramento area. But Yeah, so much history on, you know, like... Back in the day, it was loose, yeah. you know. When well, it's shit, funny because like, the hippies of that era are way cooler than what the kids, you know, the hip, like the new hip, <laughs> hippie, whatever it is that they are now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were like way more, I don't know, revolutionary thinking, but in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, he was definitely in that whole like. I don't know. I'm sure they're. He's like, oh yeah, I, I was, I've taken acid and seen <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I think he's seen Hendrix like three times. No way. But I mean, all that was going on there in San Francisco yeah. and Sacramento is like not that far away. So, yeah. Did, did you know, you... like an hour drive, you're you're at Haight Ashbury with Janis Joplin and and Jimi Hendrix playing and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Imagine growing up and being around that time, like. I mean, it was like, 
drugs, I, sex, and rock and roll. Like yeah, oh, full blown. He and, he lived and nobody hit it because it was accepted yeah. or it just was known. But they are also, I think, not all, but a lot of the celebrities were more accessible down to earth in a way. Not down to earth meaning like, but they you know they didn't have this entourage and security. Maybe the Beatles yeah, no. and a couple yeah. like really high profile people. Yeah, but. You know, he, you could see them on the street more often than celebrities of that caliber now. You yeah, know, totally. he has like this, like one of his like funniest stories, or he always like uh, I think the guy's name is Pigpen. He's like part of the Grateful Dead, and like they're just at some concert, <laughs> and they like walk around the corner, and there's like the Grateful Dead guy. He's like, hey, you want to you want a sip of this whiskey? Oh, yeah, no worries. Like, and then I think they're like Janis Joplin was like walking around or something crazy back yeah. then. Yeah. So did you? get the musical gene no, no a little bit like i can play a couple chords on the guitar but not like him like I, I did take some guitar lessons at one point but i mean that is i wish i learned more you know yeah yeah yeah. i literally just like i'm kind of a one-trick pony like once i got into surfing i was just like this is it yeah it's song to just surf like so didn't I didn't any, do any sports, no, none of that stuff. Yeah, yeah no Pop Warner, no I think soccer. I did, like, peewee soccer the one year. I was like, fuck, I'm over this. <laughs> like, I, I think, yeah, you know, you expose kids, and I think surfing, like... Takes over. Like you said, it takes over, but usually not till that, like, 10, 12 age. But before yeah. that year, you're doing like, yeah. everything. Yeah. It was like, exactly. soccer, uh, no, next, next, yeah, yeah. baseball, uh, no, yeah. next, basketball. Volleyball. Okay, yeah. I like basketball. You know, high, you know... It, and football was, yeah get to hit people <laughs> and then the next year they're like twice the size of you because they hit puberty and you didn't I was like nah I guess <laughs> just process of elimination but going back I think the NSA's too was like at least it was kind of like a sport you know yeah. like yeah I, I do sports I'm in surf competitions yeah. you know but going back to the the 60s and 70s and that whole culture surfing was like so immersed in that you know, rock and roll, LSD, weed, and, yeah. you know, David Nueva, we had David Nueva on the podcast, and oh, he was talking awesome. about hanging out with fucking Jimi Hendrix, and yeah, was that. in that Rainbow Bridge movie. Rainbow Bridge, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and Herbie, you know, talking about... Oh, I bet he's hung with some people. Oh, dude. Yeah. But him just saying, you know, I go, yeah, did you do competition? He's like, you know, he goes, I... He started to, and he, and then he said he like kind of just stopped because he like you know was a hippie and started doing you know moved to Hawaii and living out of a Cadillac, yeah, that's <laughs> or whatever it was. Him, him and his four buddies each chipped in twenty five bucks and bought a old car from somebody for like a hundred bucks, and that's they all awesome. lived in the car. So crazy. <laughs> so high school, were you a good student? I was decent, like, I wasn't like, I think I was like a, like a B average type guy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. It's, I really didn't apply myself to like, I think that last year when I was like, oh shit, like, all these guys are going to USC, I don't know if I'm going to be a pro surfer, I better like, start start cracking the whip on in the grade department. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went to, I went to Orange Coast College for a couple of years and I transferred to UC Santa Barbara. What did you, what were you thinking you wanted to be? I mean, honestly, I just wanted to, I just knew I needed that degree. Plus I could string out my parents a little longer and not join the workforce. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, I, I wanted to work in the surf industry. I was like, 
And at that time, you're like, well, this is like a lucrative career. These guys are blowing up. Yeah. Volcom and all these companies are like going crazy. You're like, well, yeah, you're in the heart of it and you're seeing them roll by with their, their Land Rovers yeah. or their brand new like Mercedes or, you know, like there, there was definitely some. It seemed legit. Yeah, it seemed yeah. totally legit. Money going career around. path. <laughs> but. So you went to Orange Coast College and then went to UC Santa Barbara? Yep. And were you, go, were you working in the industry then? Um, I was working at Surfside, I think, during like those first community college years. Nice. And was it th- during when they were still on the beach? They were still on the beach. I never, I never worked when they moved up the hill. It was yep. always in that Blackies parking lot. Yep. I think they moved like right after I went up to college is, yeah. when, is when they moved up the hill. What was your, uh, what was your major in? in uh, history. History major. Hmm. Yeah. What were you going to do with that? Oh, sure. his, his, oh yeah, video production. No, I don't think that's what I was thinking. But I, on, I like, I just always got like straight A's in history, and I just loved it. And I think, I think history like kind of encompasses like a little bit of everything. It's, yeah, it's economics. It's how you interact with people. Like, there's, it's just like a little bit of everything, and yeah. it, and it's a bunch of great stories. And I think it helps with marketing. I mean, you think about marketing like. Every mar- every board short, every hat has to have a story. Oh, the, the new board short is based off um, our new surfboard resin works. Like, it's just all a bunch of great stories. And, yeah. and you see how, like, events and stuff affect people. And it's a ton of, like, economics. It's, it's everything. If you don't know history, you know, you don't, you don't know your path forward. That's a great point. I yeah. never really think about, you know, majors and think about what you can apply it to, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people go to school and never use what they go to school for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, history is one of those kind of like... Well, if it's an interesting subject to you then and it gets you a degree, then, then you know... That was part of my mindset. That's yeah. I was like, cool. well, I'm getting straight A's in this subject, so why am, I'm not going to be a math major because I'm not getting straight A's in math. Yeah, uh, and I'm it does Well, yeah. the thing about, for, for what... I always thought about college, right? Like, you go to college, and you go to that career, whatever you yeah. study in college, oh, for sure. right? Like, you go to school for this, so you can become this, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, like, it, it's crazy because a lot of people go to college and they don't, you know, ever use their degree. Yeah, right? which it's, you know, it's good to have that. To, to show that you can complete, you know, four years of, of grinding it exactly. out it's, is, is it's, awesome. It so, shows you can, can start something and complete it. Yeah. So you got your degree mm-hmm. in history. Got my degree in history. It involved a lot of writing. Like, I was you're just writing papers all the time. Wow. Which is like, it's writing papers like it's hard to get an a but it's also hard to get a d like yeah you're getting like you can wiggle your way through you it can you kind of wiggle your way through <laughs> it like i think my average was like 3.0 like i was like a b average b average like yeah. a couple a's would drop in there a couple c's but but does that show up on your diploma no no, but no you graduated you got from the diploma. ucsb exactly yeah. <laughs> And UCSB is a great school. No, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a top fifty school, and their history department's like pretty up there. I would see my history teachers like on the History Channel and stuff. No way. I was like, oh, that's a professor. I know that guy. And the house parties. Oh, oh, yeah. And, and, and there's good waves, of course. 
Yeah, I, I love this. Yeah. yeah. I went to college with Joe Turpel. He was in my class. No awesome. way. We, we were on the surf team and stuff together. You're a gaucho, right? Gaucho, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, so fun. We had we had some friends that a lot of people we know because again, that's one of the sought after schools to get to go to. Yeah. They're San Diego because surf and surf. just beautiful campus yeah. and you know good good education. But Did you surf a lot when you yeah. were there. Yeah, party I central. Mean, Santa Barbara, it's either like cooking or it's kind of nothing. Yeah. And I actually did like two summer schools up there. So like I was there's like this one wave sands that like barely oh, gets a little like I south swell. And I'd just be like up there grinding it out. But That's such a fun fun little break. Yeah, it's yeah. fun up there. And then like I mean there's a full like when it breaks, like a world class point break, campus point. Like yeah. when it like I had one session out there, I was like I couldn't even, I'm like, this wave is like literally on the campus. This is crazy. Yeah. Like proper point break. Yeah. And ring cons. Yeah. And, and it breaks a little right bit there. more often than some of the other points up there, right? Campus yeah. It, it, it takes a major like swell up there. Like, yeah. I think it's got to be pretty like straight west. But then, yeah, like ring con, everything's. Have you ever got El Cap? I've never got El Cap and it was so close to it. I don't know how like. I think maybe it must have been serving Campus Point when it was when it was good there. Yeah, El Cap is like one of those places. It's like Malaya. Yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to get good. It has sure. to be the perfect side or perfect direction. Exactly. Yeah, I've surfed it twice, just barely like hitting. Top is just like everybody pushes each other super deep, and at the takeoff, it's square and the rocks are like right, right like there. everybody's pushing each other on the rocks but it's square and then it kind of comes around and opens up for turns yeah in a couple of days it was just every once in a while a set like would hit and i'm like holy crap like i could see the potential yeah and then it came back it's like you, you know three times in my entire life not that i even chased swells but one time we got it and it was like proper yeah. and i was like you want some ice water blowing away oh sure but you know that's what's the bummer about that. Or maybe that. maybe one more Modelo. Yeah, I'll take one of those too. <laughs> um, um, I don't think we have Modelos. I'll, I'll take a Ashland. Ashland. Yeah, oh, yeah Ashland. That's what I like to drink. Yeah, that's what we're drinking, Ashland. Um, but there's a movie uh, tomorrow night. Connor Coffin has a like a movie coming out. And it talks oh, really? about that like that coast and yeah the waves and how um, I don't know. I I don't know the. The movie, I haven't seen it, but just the, prim the premise of it, you know, it's about growing up in that zone. Yeah. Looks exciting. But, yeah, I mean, coming but, from Southern California to have just a little different. That's what I was like, I want to surf, like, some right point breaks. Right. If I can go to school up here, this is awesome. Where, where, would you go down to, like, Ventura or yeah. De La Calama and, like... Exactly. Like, depending on the time? Depending, yeah. But it was, like... It's it's still a far drive, like from UC Santa Barbara. You kind of had like unless if the waves weren't breaking to Santa Barbara, you had to go to up north or you had to go to Ventura, and like either way, it was like an hour drive. So yeah. it was it was a little mission to get surf when you, you were up there. You ever get sand spit? I mean, I've surfed it, but not really good. You know, the 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 year I was up there, that like river mouth and Ventura broke out. Oh, I was, Star that was when I was in. in well, I used college. to go to Star Bar all the time. So yeah. that was. A pretty good run there. That was that was a yeah. good one. That was mental. Or Emma Wood. You ever do that place? I've surfed all those places. I mean, literally, if there was any swells, so kind of just like I'm going to Rincon, unless it was like that Star Bar thing was going on, or 
if 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 the waves by the campus were breaking. Yeah. But I was kind of Rincon obsessed. Like, yeah. As you should it's, be. It's so like it's so good up there. Especially uh, coming from Newport, like literally, you could surf Newport for like two months and and not do like a proper combo. Like you might get one turn. It's just yeah. It's just wall and close out. Ring Rincon is our super bank. Yeah. When yeah. it breaks, like that's yeah. as close as we got in California to like you know without the eight sections we got like two you know but it's, it's still per it's perfect. a perfect yeah, it's a really good transition it's got power yeah. when it's on even like a two foot wave still perfect. yeah that cove in there just peels perfect so you graduate and then and then you transplant back to newport or where, where how yeah did, where did went, you go from there then i came home and um at when that I, time i was riding for loss like I don't know if we should backtrack. Yeah, but like, yeah, sure. I, I was Quicksilver guy, and then must have been like fifteen or sixteen. I, I started hanging out with John Robertson from those NSAs. Okay. I met John, and his mom like he was like he was winning contests and stuff. Like he was on the NSA team, and I don't know. We just felt whatever. We became friends, and his mom was like she was like the full NSA mom, like driving him up and down the coast all the contests. And so I just like started latching on with them a little bit, driving around John and John. John lived like just up the street from T Street, and then, and then um, Mike and Matt like the Lost House was just down the street. And obviously we've been watching all the videos. Jay Larson's in those videos. Wait, what? Who? <laughs> and then who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Weird. Like, we're just like, what? Let's, like, let's go sneak into the lost house and, like, sneak a beer and, like, see how bad we can be. Like, you know, and all, and you walk in, it's like Corey, Shay, and all these gnarly surfers. So, uh, like, eventually we met Mike and Matt and, and, and we're falling in with those guys. Hanging out with Chicken and Vince and. <laughs> yeah, the Vince guy. I don't know if Chicken was around. He was, like, already gone at okay. that point. Randall? Oh, Randall was around. Look at you. You know all the names. Remember those guys? I do. Now I mean, that you bring on. them up. Chicken, yeah. Randall, yeah. Chicken, Chicken has a, he has a gold or platinum record with Sublime. Shut He's got the, the actual up. platinum record because uh, Sublime was hanging out with those guys at one point. Like before I was there, it was like the first Lost House. They were, they were all surfer guys and they saw, they saw the first Lost video and they were just like, I don't know how they met the guys, but somehow they fell into like, Mike and Matt have footage of the guy Bradley like hanging out at the house with them with Chicken. Wow. Okay. And then they, Chicken had that song that I think Matt actually like wrote, but it's like, what is really going on? Yeah. And he, yeah. And he sang it in the first song. And, and they were like part of the Sublime guys. They're like, dude, let's, let's fucking record that one. Let, get Chicken in the studio, you know? And You're then, kidding me. And then they recorded it. Sublime recorded it? Yeah, they recorded it. It's in What's what's Really Going Wrong, the next one. It's the intro song. It's, yeah. it's a Sublime song. They recorded it for the Lost Guys for the intro of the surf video. I didn't know that. And then once... And I've and watched then, that thing many, many times. And then once the Bradley guy died, you know, they... Of course, when these guys die, they release everything they've ever recorded. Yeah. yeah. So they release that song on like an album, and the thing went platinum. So like, Chicken has it, a platinum. When you record. sing and write the song, you get the platinum <laughs> record too. So this guy has the legit like sublime platinum record. Insane. 
So, so John Robertson brought you to the... Yeah, we, we, we were all San Clemente guys. Or I was hanging out with him in San Clemente, and then we, we kind of fell in with those guys. John got sponsored by Lost. Like, I think Lost, right at that time, they were kind of becoming a legit like clothing brand. Yeah. Like, before Matt was a big-time big, big time shaper, like, I think they had the clothing before. Like, Matt was shaping and stuff, but yeah. he wasn't, like, a well-known shaper until, like, I think 5'5", five, five, 19 and a quarter kind of, like, blew him up as a big shaper. But yeah. anyways, they sponsored John, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll sponsor you. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was like, these guys are fucking rad. Like, yeah. Quicksilver, I'm just, like, some little kid. Like, I remember calling Todd Klein. Like, oh, I'm doing a lot. I don't think Todd was, like, too worried about me leaving like I wasn't lighting up yeah. the rankings or anything yeah what those guys did at lost and down in that zone not just the, the crazy talent but like the world you know like like you said the um, Lopez brothers and Andy, you know Andy and Bruce. Bruce like there was a lot of people writing for other board labels that were getting the boards for a while before that get blew up yeah. and you know became a thing but just their their marketing and their 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 advertising you know their advertising and their the movies, movie, were, movies were legendary like, the everything movies, they did yeah. was like spot I was on the I movies was at, really got me I was at HSS like doing the buying for videos and boards and like helping run the store and I remember you know lost videos momentum videos like we would sell hundreds and hundreds right. to thousands yeah. of copies you know. I mean, it was pretty much Taylor Steele and, like, those Lost videos. Yeah. And then, like, the odd Jack McCoy video or something. But yeah. And I was a huge fan of the dude. Trust me, every Taylor Steele video that came out, I was just going straight to Surfside and buying yeah. it. Yeah. And, and the Lost videos. But I, I think, like, like the Taylor Steele video, like, Kelly Slater and Shane Dorn, these guys were, were our heroes, too. But they were, like, so far out of reach, like, celebrity shit. But then yeah, I, I kind of felt like, dude, but these other guys, like, I could go down Robo and like sneak into the house and sneak a beer and hang with these guys. Yeah. Like yeah. they're more like accessible, and like I don't know. So part of me like dwells on the dark side. I like I like the like the crazy characters and the yeah. bad guys. Well, that's why well, they surfing needs that. I mean, that's you know, why they hit the mark like on the you know nail different the head. side of the spectrum. Yeah, they yeah. at that time they they were putting out such great content in their, in their own way. They were jackass before jackass. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Randall thing's full jackass yeah. before jackass. And you know what's funny? That dude, Vince. Hey, what about Kelly <laughs> rolling down the hill in the barrel? <laughs> that was kind of jackass. And, and jackass. the boxing. Yeah. For him, actually, to see him doing it is pretty good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just, yeah. like the best guy in the world by far. Hey, we're going to roll rolling, you down this thing. Yeah, Sponsors yeah. like, we're putting that in the contract yeah. next time. You can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. But I sold Vince a board, dude. Oh, yeah. A Channel Islands, an Al Merrick board. He was he, around here, right? I, I think he, he was He lived from in, like, like, Seal Beach or something. I don't know if he's from Seal Beach. I remember, like, something, like, Inland, Inland, like, Inland Empire. Oh, maybe, yeah. And, and he, dude, his mom, right? He came in. First, he came in. And he starts talking and, you know... You remember Vince? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, what's up? I knew yeah, every I need line. Yeah. And he wants to be Kelly Slater, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's switch, like, I want. switch foot, shove it fucking air, man. Yeah, yeah. He wants to <laughs> to rip, right? And he's like, I want a six two, blah blah blah. I need the logos to be this color, and and then uh, he's like, my mom's gonna be here any second. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. like she would just come and 
dude. Her. And she was like an older lady, lady. Sure. like you know, big, like taking care of him. Yeah, and and she walked in, and he was like so mean to her. You know, like he's Mom, kind of. I want this Mom. one. Yeah. I need that. Like, like you don't know what you you don't know what you're fucking talking about, Mom. This is the board. This is the board. I want this board. And I'm just like, what oh is God. going on here? Is there a camera somewhere? <laughs> you know, yeah. but it was a, a treat meeting him. But then I didn't know he was part of that. Of the lost deal, yeah. Because that thing, I think, like they put it at the very end. Yeah, like, it was just like. 40 minutes of the guy talking and then that lowers but Dude. it was hilarious I think we need like every line the guy said at one point yeah yeah that's that's one thing that I remember is just like those they're like little skits yeah you know <laughs> I thought too like I mean the, the terror, Gilligan the, yeah oh my god. they had gosh. all the characters and I think they had like like they kind of can't. Everyone, they kind of got portrayed as like, oh, these guys are just crazy doing whatever. But if you watch the videos, like, they there's real like thought in those edits and sections and like yeah. real storylines where like the, the Taylor Steele stuff was like a great and simple formula, but it was just like music ripping. Yeah. Where like some of those segments in those lost movies, you can tell they're really like thinking about what these guys are gonna say yeah. and how it goes in the next part, like. Like, if you watch that Chris that Chris Orr segment, like, that's, like, an anti-drug segment. But on the outside, I was like, look at these guys, like, promoting, like, like the, the riff-raff drug addict guy. But if you look closely, like, they show Chris Orr, they're like, okay, this guy was a ripper kid. Now, now you know, they say it straight up. Like, yeah. this guy has a drug problem. And he's well, just look at the brand. I mean, they were, they portrayed themselves as that kind of, you know, party, party yeah. scene. And, but everybody was everywhere they yeah. just they, they just showcased it, it but behind the scenes they're freaking making great product and executing and selling yeah. and, and building a brand yeah. a business but I mean yeah. the, the drinks at, at their uh, energy <laughs> drink at one point oh, I huge. heard it was millions millions they were making off that energy drink yeah, yeah I mean that's when Matt had the big house at Cotton's or something <laughs> yeah Viola's an underground like oh yeah He's like marketing for, genius for sure, for sure. But yeah, like that Chris Orsa, I mean, like, and then he says, "Oh, uh, yeah, fuck you, Tim Kern. I remember that contest." And then the next part is Tim Kern to like some straight edge punk song, and Tim Kern's acts absolutely ripping. Yeah, like that was the message. Like, dude, if you want to be on drugs, this is how you're gonna surf. This yeah. Guy surfs okay, whatever. Yeah. But Here's, you want to see how Tim Kern's surfing right now? Yeah. He's fucking ripping. And, and there's little messages. Up. It's like a he, gnarly straight edge punk song. Yeah. Like, Tim Kern was a freak. Yeah. Like, yeah. He brought in, I mean, he was like kind of like a Machado 2.0. You know, Machado had like the flashy, like smooth, you know, style. But Timmy would just throw these like alley-oops and like Gumby. Like, some of his old footage was, like, I think he was the first kid to, like, do the alley-oops, like, proper. Oh, yeah. You know? That one, the very first wave in the Taylor Steele movie. That was a mind Get blower. barreled. Barreled. Yeah. yeah. Coming out, those laybacks. Thought I was a good layback. Freaking. You had a good part in that. But, what's really going yeah, wrong? But the uh, layback. <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah. He's got a gnarly part. Shows did you know that? Yeah, did yeah. you know those guys? Yeah. Or were they just filming you, like, Both. and then you I, ended I, up in the movie? You know, it's kind of like one of those things where I ended up writing shapers from, you know, Huntington. Pesh. But 
Yeah, Passion and 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 uh, Doc. Doc and. You know, I was a big fan of those guys and, and hung out and I would go to Japan and Matt would be on going to Japan and trying to, you know, hustle the boards and, and sell and stuff. And yeah, we just never connected because I was getting boards from other, you know, but as far as surfing, I was good friends with the Lopez brothers and a bunch mm -hmm. of the other other guys down there. But yeah, yeah Lar did a good job of marketing himself to all the different. I, I knew how important it was to be in their videos and Taylor's, but like, you know. I wasn't a star six, in any of them, but I just was able to like play. Did you have parts in, in? But those a are lot huge. Yeah, I had the opening part in Voluptuous, yeah. which was yeah, that was proper. Did you have the opening part? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> did you or not? I, I don't know. I had a good part. Then <laughs> he did. I had the poster. That was Divo and Kenworth. Yeah, right? yeah. dude. I I had the poster. What yeah. what, what is? I remember that. Isn't the one where you're driving in the? Uh, Beamer wagon. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Those movies are sick too. Listen to the, to what? Tupac or Biggie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. yeah. But this show's not about late. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, where was I backtracking? Oh, I got sponsored by Law. So. Um, Did you do clothing and boards? Or yeah. Just Clothing and the boards. Okay, and you ca called Klein and said, hey, Klein. Yeah, I don't think he was, you don't really I don't care, think he was too worried about yeah. it, <laughs> to be honest. Todd Miller helped me out a lot, too, at Quicksilver. I think he was, at one point, like... Um, Running the team. Yeah. Yeah. He got me, like, I rode some Cordells. I had a magic Cordell at one point. And, then, it only and worked, some Pesh. It only worked going left at lowers. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Cordy. <laughs> yeah. That thing did work good. Um, but, yeah, long story short... Got sponsored by Lost, and I went to college, and so like graduated college. I kind of remember the last day going, "Oh shit! Like, is well, this it? it? Like, that's all I get? That's all the info I get? Like, I guess here we go." And then, yeah, of course, surfer Newport kid. I want to work in the surf industry. So, like, first thing I did is I make my freaking super professional resume, and went to the trade show in San Diego. I was just like, dude, I'm just gonna start passing thing around obviously i'm gonna go to loss first but they say no like what I, I i gotta get a job now you know like so yeah i went straight up to riola i'm like hey you know i just graduated college i'm looking for a job wow he's like do you know how to write i'm like oh well yeah i just wrote like a 30 page thesis to graduate all right like we'll come in monday i'm like oh you want to see my resume or anything he's like you graduated right like, I was kind of pissed. Like, dude, I made this whole resume. Like, yeah. Fucking check this thing out. Yeah. And it's your first... Almost first guy I went up to. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is gnarly. How many, how many resumes everyone. did you print out? I don't know. I must have had, like, a full binder, like, yeah. a bunch of them. It was like, like 10. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to every, all these guys. Is it is it just, like, your your bio and, and about you? Or is there, like, a PDF? No. With it's a like, resume. No, I know, it's, but, like... I guess by yeah, by action marketing, you, yeah. you know, here's yeah. my PowerPoint, like this happened, this, yeah. this, this PowerPoint like, wasn't around then. Come yeah. on. It was a little, but I actually thought I had a good resume for Surf World because I was like, oh, okay, I worked in the warehouse, I worked in retail, I worked in retail at Surfside Sports, so yeah, I wanted to like show off my resume, and then... And that was your first conversation about getting a job was with yeah. Riola. Yeah, I went and right up to Riola. I was like, obviously, I wanted to go to Loss first because I was, I was still like Loss team rider, and they were, yeah. they were doing great at the time. I think it might have been like that energy drink La Jolla Sports era. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mike's just like, well, 
uh, can you write? And I said, yeah, I, 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 um, I just wrote like a 30-page thesis to graduate. And he was basically like, yeah, okay, we'll come in Monday. I was like, oh, well, that's it? Like, you don't want to see my resume or nothing? And he's just like, you graduated, right? I'm like, yeah. And then I showed up there in Irvine, and he's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. Like, we're, you're going you're gonna to write the articles on the website. Like, he was, he was um, in charge of running the website. At, at that time and like they had the whole sports thing going on that their licensee so they were like running the clothing side and Mike was like really concentrating on on the website stuff and the video stuff marketing side of things yeah marketing yeah. stuff so um, he's like yeah just start um, I think his test he's like here's a photo see what you can come up with and the photo was like it's like a great white shark chasing the guy in a yellow kayak <laughs> and uh, I wrote the headline, Yum Yum Yellow. <laughs> and then wrote something about it. I said, oh, this is great. You nailed it. And then, like, that was it. He's like, okay, you, you do the website stuff. And then... So, wait. Did you interview with other people? No, because he was like, come in Monday. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's it? I'm like, so, I'm not, I mean, obviously, that's who I wanted to work with. That was, like, my first choice. Right. I, I but you were like, hey, you those know what? Guys, I love those guys. But, yeah, I felt a little like, whoa, like, I put together this whole resume. Would Yeah. You, would you like to see it? Maybe I should give it to some other people. I don't know. Yeah. So you didn't approach anybody I else? I don't think I did. Maybe How I talked funny. to someone. I think Bubby worked at Quicksilver or something. I don't yeah. know. Like, But I was pretty much like, okay, like, fuck, that was, my job that was like, way too easy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> But then, so yeah, I was, I was like writing the articles on the website and then that was right, I think when YouTube started, I remember it was like this huge aha moment that we could make videos, put it on YouTube and then put it on the website. Wow. Cause Lost's whole like history was about the videos and stuff. And, it, and before then it was just like DVD only take a whole year to put out, put out the videos. Yeah. And there was this other guy. John Perkins working there and he he had filmed a lot of the old um, lost stuff he filmed the f stuff in the first snap videos of one and two he was like a video guy and and he was kind of like teaching me how to make the videos and stuff I'd like honestly I'd know I love surf videos but like I had no interest or inkling that like I would I would be making surf videos that's so weird so <laughs> they just had all this raw footage yeah. and they'd be like okay let's and the main thing... so Up until this point, you'd never... Never video, filmed in my life. Never. Out of college, like... And, oh, I just had a degree. I was like, well, like... And I could write. I was make, doing writing the little funny articles. And, and they would let me go haywire. I think that was the cool thing about Lost. There's like, go for it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't some, like, company, like, here's all the rules you have to obey. Yeah. Like, don't say this. Don't say that. Yeah. But, but going back to your conversation at ASR, did you ask... He told you to come Monday. Did you ask what you were going to get paid? I don't know if I did. I mean, I thought... I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I look back now, it wasn't much, but at, at that point, I was just like, holy shit, this is, this is good. Like, yeah. This sounds great, because before I just like... Cause had like Surfside Sports money, and my parents would help me out when I was going to college. Like In college, I was like eating like the pasta for like two days. Yeah. Pasta spinach, I remember it make like every day um so the money wasn't even a i mean not really. just, i figured the money like, would come later like i just wanted I know, to get in there you, you would think though right i come, mean yeah. would your would your 
where you'd make I your, your I, resume like, and you tried to get a job. Sure. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't remember if he told me there. He probably told me like the day I went in on Monday. Yeah. But I don't really recall like money being like, oh, like I better get a bunch of money or something. No, I, I get it. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. when, this, when you, this, you're going to get insurance, you're going to get a, a, a phone, or you're going to get like, you know, expenses paid. Oh, oh like, none you know of that. I mean? no. None <laughs> of that shit. You didn't get any of that. You're just like, fuck it. I got a job at Lost where I wanted to work. Yeah. I was just like, dude, I just want my foot in the door and like, and, and then whatever comes next will come next. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me it was it was decent. It was enough to like live, you know, like you know, I definitely wasn't like No, but it's just like, and, you know, that's like Lyndon mentioned, it's it's part of like you get a job, you kinda get the you know, lay the land, okay, this is my this is my job, this is like, you know, my tasks, here's what I'm gonna get paid. Like yeah. yeah, it's kinda like you're going you're going in the corporate world even though it is in the surf scene. Yeah. It's owned by the Because guess what? What what do you think your dad or or mom would have said like Oh, I got a job. Oh, how much are you making? Yeah, they asked. And I think they were like, well, that's decent. You know, like, yeah. It, it was enough, like, dude, you got to live in Orange County. Like, yeah. it's and to get a, a job bit. on your first swing? That's what are I was you kind of kidding me. Fuck, is this and, this and, is a little too easy yeah. here. Like, I don't know. So, office was La Jolla Group. No, so. Or did you go down to Sacramento? No, the, the office was in Irvine, but so lost, you know, it's a complicated web of, of <laughs> licensees and stuff. So, yeah. Mike and Matt licensed the clothing brand to La Jolla Sports. And then they, along with Joel Cooper, the guy who's one of the founders of Gotcha. From South Africa. They, yeah, that was their partner in the clothing business. and But they maintained control of Lost International, quote unquote. So my salary was coming from Lost International, not La Jolla Sports. And part of Lost International's deal, I think, with La Jolla Sports was that Mike and Matt maintain control of the website and the videos. Content. And then, of course, Mike and Matt are partners in the surfboard thing. Like 50-50. No one's... I don't even think Joel's involved. It's just Mike and Matt. And so, technically, Lost International was paying my salary to run the website and stuff. So, I wasn't like... I never was in the La Jolla building. Like, we'd always work with them, but I didn't go to the La Jolla building. I went to the Lost International building where... Me and Mike, we had like a little video dungeon there. Yeah. That Mike so, had this big editing bay and stuff. Can we can we stop really quick and say, you, you went to Lost to get a job, not knowing what job, right? Not really. That's pretty. Like you had I no, just know. Yeah. And and really, like you just wanted a job. You just didn't know. And. Yeah. What do you got for me? Right. Man? I was totally naive. I actually wish I had a better like pitch. I'm sure if I tried to pitch to like someone legitimate, like I'm not that they're not legitimate, but like, yeah, you know, if I went to the head of Quicksilver or something, they'd be like, well, what's your, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, well, like uh, uh, I surf a lot and like I worked at Surfside Sports <laughs> and I got a degree. Like, what do I do? You yeah. tell me what I do. Yeah, and they threw what's you, funny and they threw you in into like editing, like well, the perfect job. For not you. at first. Like I was just the web guy, and then. First, the first aha moment was the YouTube thing. Okay, yeah. fuck, we could go down and film Wardo at Lowers and put this thing on YouTube and put it on the website. And then, but it was, for you to, for him to go, here's a picture, right? What are you coming up with? And then yeah. you went, yum yum yellow. That was it. That's he was fucking, like, okay, this guy's got. It's hilarious. Like, this guy's got it. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious, and it's so funny how you went to college for history. 
<laughs> not really knowing what you want to do, but you wanted, you knew that you wanted to work for Lost first and foremost. You get the job. You don't talk money. You don't <laughs> know what position, but here you are, boom, slung into something that was kind of perfect for what you Sure, for, yeah. For who you are and what you could do, right? I mean, that's why I asked. You know how to write? I'm like, dude, that's all I do. <laughs> that's all I do is write papers and stuff. And then obviously I know that I knew the whole history of loss. Like yeah. I was drinking the Kool-Aid of yeah. all those videos. I knew every line in the video. I knew the whole history. Because you started writing for them at 16. Yeah, like 15 or 16. Yeah. So you have a, a long history with them already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's why. He's like, oh, I, I know you. Like he knew me, you know? Yeah. And Which goes like, a long way. Again, you know, we always talk about relationships and who you know yeah. and stuff. But you got to have the goods and you got to have the work ethic and you got to yeah. you got to step up. But that door opened up because and, of like, and it was your, the degree thing. Like yeah. I know my degree wasn't like uh, the surf industry degree, but it was like, hey, he can start a task and end it yeah. and follow through. It's just so like funny and peculiar how strange your relationship with Lost is. And how you got the job, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your relationship wasn't strange, like but, it's, it's but how you got the job is really wacky. Like, I but know. it's unique, right? For his story, but how many times have we heard yes si similar, similar stories of like? Well, and I just makes I didn't know what I was gonna do, and I just the, the 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 door opened, and I jumped in, and then it you know like just it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and awesome. to hear that it was a picture of a shark <laughs> charging a canoe, and he wrote. Yum yum yellow, and it was like, a test. Cause it yeah, Mike's out. like, okay, like it wasn't like. Of course, I'm like, oh, like, oh, he's gonna have me write something about Chris Ward or something. He's like, yeah. okay, here's a kayak and here's a shark chasing a kayak. Like, come up with something. I was like, okay, like, and uh, the headline was yum yum yellow. I don't know what I wrote like in the article, and yeah. then we posted on the website. He's like, this is great, yum yum yellow with the shark. Like, it had nothing to do with loss. Yeah. So it's like early, early day clickbait, you know, like, yeah, just, yeah. you know, I think Mike's just like, people are fascinated by shark. That's why they're shark wing. Like, yeah, yeah. here's a shark picture. Like, come up with something, write something. Yeah, funny. And then I was like, okay. And, and then when did that, that transpire into, like, you said other tasks and other Yeah, tasks. well, the video thing, like, obviously Lost was always, um, making great videos and at that time i think part of their la jolla sports deals like they actually had like like mike had these brand new at that time they're brand new sony cameras like tape fed ones and he had a big editing bay and they're really like hey we're because they hadn't made a video for a while they're like okay like now that la jolla is is concentrating on making the clothes and doing all the day-to-day -day, like let's get back to like making uh Lost video. videos because that's yeah. what like we did and, yeah. and those guys were too busy at the time to sit there and edit a video so but the way i started filming was it's like graduated 2005 it's 2006 it's like it's like two weeks before that barra event the ct the search yeah and wardo and Corey were down there and i think it was sk got a couple clips of the wave and they're like, Corin Wars, like, dude, this wave is incredible. Like, get SK someone, a, get someone down here now. SK is a, a videographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the O'Neill guy. Okay. I think he was down there filming Corey, but then was getting Corey and Chris. Yeah. And they, we saw a couple clips, and they're like, dude, Wardo and them were like, get someone down here ASAP. This wave's crazy. The contest is coming. It's gonna da, be da, da. I literally never filmed in my life. I went down to like 54th Street with the guy Perkins the day before I got on the plane. He like showed me how to operate the camera, 
Da 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 da. It's like, all right, dude, plane ticket tomorrow. Like, get down there. Wardo's down there. You're just gonna walk up the beach eventually. He knows you're coming. Wardo knows you're coming. Yeah, and I knew Wardo from the Lost guys. Yeah. Like, we're on a first name basis. Yeah. And I'd never filmed in my life, and like, literally pull up the bar, and it's like, still to this day, one of the craziest surf sessions I've like ever witnessed. Like, I pull up, it's just like, you've seen the waves. It's like Andy, Bruce, yeah. Wardo, all these and guys. And the waves were. Magical. I was just like, yeah. oh my god, like, and I, I remember I, he's like, I knew Kenworthy, he's like, so there's this guy Jason Kenworthy down there, if you got any, like, questions, just ask him, he'll, he'll help you out, and I was like, oh, there's Kenworthy, like, literally, like, posted up, I think, right next to him, just like, hey, like, am I doing this right, like, look at my settings, <laughs> you got a stuff. good angle, is this cool if I park yeah, right here and next like, to literally, him? that was the first time <laughs> I ever seen, it was just like, Bruce, Andy, the whole CT, like, getting blown out behind the rock, and then sure enough, Wardo so came walking down how, the beach. How many months is this after you started? It's only a f probably like four. It was four or five months. Like I've been writing the articles. It wasn't like the first week or yeah. anything. And you weren't videoing yet? Never. I was just writing the articles. Because back then it was kind of like you had your website and then you put out like a video once a year. But um, And they had the guy Perkins was kind of the video guy. And I think he stayed back because they were trying to edit a new video. I didn't, I didn't know how to edit or anything. Yeah. They were just like, dude, we need someone we're down there. We're sending you down there someone. to video like, people. Cool, yeah. Okay. Like, okay, cool. And then, yeah, I walked right up, and it was like the heaviest, like, pre-CT session I've ever seen. Like, yeah. Super I mean, session. Super, yeah. yeah. Full-blown, like, super Expression session. Expression session of, like, I mean, the, incredible that, waves. That contest was... The, the, the waves before the contest were the best, right? Yeah. I mean, during the contest too. It was just during the firing, contest too, like, but I mean, it was everybody. Like the, that's kind of like the prime of 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 surfing, like talent wise. Was, there was some fucking. The, oh yeah. Andy. I mean, yeah. The tour. Was it Bobby still on too? Bobby was and, there. It was Andy, Bobby, Bruce, Wardo, Corey, Parka, Fan, like yeah. all those guys. Yeah. Taj, Taj. Taj, I think was there. Yeah. Aki, so was, Aki was. Still Aki there. was even yeah, there. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like Jason Kenworthy, and then I asked Kenworthy. I was just like, I posted up next to Kenworthy, and I don't actually, I don't know if Kenworthy knew. Me. I just said, hey, Mike Riola sent me down here. He said to ask you if I need any help, and he kind of chuckled, like laughed about it, and was like, yeah, it looks like you're doing okay. And I was just filming the guys, and sure enough, like Wardo came walking up the beach, and I was like, Wardo, I'm here. And he just like. <laughs> Whatever, went out there. I filmed the whole session. I remember, too, I was like, I was worried about... They were taking off behind the rock. So you couldn't see who was... So, like, I remember I was just letting, like, Bruce and Annie and these guys go flying past. Because, like, I'm here to get Warda. Like, I got to get Warda. And, and I, you couldn't tell who was coming next. So I just wait there. Boom. And sure enough, Warda would come and get one. And then once he got one, then I start filming the other Because you know guys. where he's at in the yeah, lineup. because they're, they're holding, don't miss his clips. Don't miss his clips, you know, when you're going down there. Yeah. Don't miss the clips. Just get the clips of him. Yeah. Like, we don't need the other guys. Like, it would be great. But, like, yeah. and it was one of those spots where I was like, yeah, I can't, like, I can't follow these other guys. Because yeah. he's going to come flying behind the rock. But I did get some crazy clips of, like, Bruce and Annie and all those guys. Once, once Wardo would get his way, then I would... I would follow, and then, yeah, Warder's like, yeah, I'll come, you know, we, I linked up with Warder and stayed with him the whole contest, and, oh, and cool. filmed that whole contest, and like, yeah, I was just embedded with Warder and all those guys down yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. 
I mean, what, what a great event, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. they've only ran it twice, right? Like, that one, that year and just last year? The the first one was Portugal? No, no, no. I'm the bar. Oh, oh the, the bar. bar. Yeah, they've yeah. only run, ran yeah. it twice. That that year, you're, you were yeah. there. And I mean, some people will still then, yeah. say that's, like, the greatest kind of like contest for waves. Like, way back, yeah. Yeah. I remember later, I don't know if it was the next day, maybe, we are down there, and it was, like, midday, kind of blown out, and then, like, Aki came walking up, like, and we were already done. Like, I think Wardo was already like five beers deep, and and it was all hot and sunny. Everyone had left. It was like midday hot. You're not leaving Aki's out. Yeah. And then Aki comes up. Oh, what? I'll never surf that. Hey, Wardo, you want to paddle out? He's like, fucking Aki. Fuck yeah, I'm going out there. He's all out there with you. I was like, oh, this guy already had like five beers. And then yeah, that was a like it was just I remember filming just Aki and Wardo out there like. First it was, time it wasn't crowded because it was a little onshore. No, it was like a little onshore. Midday it was so hot, you know. Everyone back to the hotel, and maybe we're coming back in the afternoon. But like, it was just this Wardo and Aki out there, like just getting barreled and stuff. But I was like, you know, I was wide eyed, like, holy shit, fucking hanging out with Aki Wardo. Like, yeah. this is gnarly. Well, that and you're 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 filming like amazing amazing surfing. talent. Like yeah. you'd be, you know, it's rewarding when you're you're getting those and you're okay. Fucking, I got a sick one. Okay, another one. Like, you yeah. you know, that's just... So that was your first assignment. That was my first assignment. Like, <laughs> straight into the fire, like, mm. all time. That's kind of bad. CT contests, all the pros and stuff. Except when you like to surf a lot, it's not that fun yeah. to, to film surfing. Yeah. Unless it's, like, 12-foot chopu. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go out there. <laughs> yeah. But, like, some of those bar days, I was kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's looking pretty, right in my alley. Yeah. Pretty perfect. This, out this there is why right I surf con every day of my life, yeah. hoping it would look like this. Uh, so that's, yeah, that was so like you, yeah. So going on to like you got that trip under your belt. You came back with footage. They were super pumped. Yeah. And then actually, um, I was there during the whole contest, and then the waves were still pumping, and and they were at that time they were filming. We we're filming for Five Five Redux. Like, that was the next plan. Like, oh, next year we're going to do the fish movie. Like, a redo of, yeah. of, of the original 5.5, five, 19 and a quarter. And we were like, then we were like, Ward's like, dude, Mike, get down. Like, it's still pumping. Like, like um, come down here, we'll film for the fish movie. And then so Mike came down, we, we hung out like another 10 days down what? there. And we're going down to Selena Cruz before, like, there was all the surf camps, and there's like the part in the fish movie where Wardo's on like the MR single fin, and it's like this random beach break we just pulled up to. Scoring. Yeah. So that was kind of like my first filming. Yeah. Filming mission. Nice. And you got the score waves and. Yeah. Actually, when Mike came down, like. That's what you signed up for this job for. You're like, yeah. working for loss. I mean, I'm gonna get free boards and go on trips. <laughs> You're gonna mix business Not with sitting on the beach sweating for five hours, but that's, that's what happened half the time. Yeah. But I did, when Mike came down, it was just me, Mike, and Chris. And, like, at one point, Chris was like, dude, I'm not surfing by myself. Like, like Joe's gotta come surf with me. I was like, oh, hell yeah. And Mike, you got a film. Like, like, I was like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. I had like some of my like most memorable sessions like when stuff like that would happen. And then I'm just out there with me and Wardo getting barreled. I was like, well, this is, this is a dream. This so, is yeah. nice. Did anybody else like on tour hang out? Are they all balanced? Like, was there a few? I think after the con, they balanced. Dude, that was, that was a great thing I think about 
Chris Ward is like, when you're with him, you're not going to just surf and go back to the hotel and sleep. Like, the guy's out and about. Yeah. Out at night, out during the day. Yeah. And actually, that's another good story from that trip was, like, of course, we the, the, the or I guess it was the ASP, like, everyone's staying in the big fancy hotel in Waltuco, which is like, I don't know, 40 minute drive, like, pretty close. And Wardo's like, fucked out, we're gonna stay right here in this little hut in the village, so we're like the first guys out. Sick. So, like, in, we had, like, the nice hotel, and he's like, we're, like, sleeping in this, like, mosquito-infested hut before the CT, because he's just like, dude, I'm gonna be the first guy out there. Like, he's a frother. Oh, yeah. yeah, the guy loves to surf, and he, like, like, I don't know, we didn't spend much time in the hotel, like, you're either surfing, or you're out partying, you're just out there, like, the guy doesn't like, which I thought was cool. Like you get to yeah. see the world. Like I've been with other guys where it's just like contest hotel, contest yeah. hotel. Yeah. Bougie. Oh, we found one good place to eat. We're eating there every day. <laughs> like Wardo's like <laughs> out there with the people. Like, yeah. Loose. Loose. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely times to be strict and on schedule and prepared yeah. and stuff, but like. You want he to honestly, like, before the, the contest, he wasn't like he was raging before the contest. No, 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 no. Not implying but, that. He, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, being, you know, hey, let's stay closer, be not off the beaten path, let's not be with the freaking yeah. show, let's, you know, do our own deal. No. Yeah, I like that. He, he's, so, a, he's a man of the people. <laughs> so when you came back with that footage and showed it to Viola... Uh, um, well, he came first, we were like, dude, get down here and we film more. We stayed down there like 10 days ten after more the contest. Days. Yeah. yeah. And filmed and then went home with the footage. And then like, yeah, they kind of saw like, oh, he nailed it. He got all the clips. This guy can film. And then they're like, okay, like you're going with, with Warda to like half these contests. Wow. So you're... Because you can write anywhere pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, oh, and then I'd be doing other, that. Your, like, your job just became that more glamorous. I guess. Yeah. They're like, dude, I could do this. Did you anywhere. have to sell or they just told you? Because you're like, no, they were like, oh, okay, we got Joe. Joe knows how to film now, and we're making we're 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 making the new fish movie, Five Five Redux, and Wardo's on tour, like he's going to Tahiti, like saddle up. Now you're going to Tahiti, you know? Fuck, man. I, I can I'll be so much me. more I'll... creative and and, and wordy when I'm on, <laughs> on traveling. <laughs> and of course, I was like, uh, I like when I was sponsored by like these companies I didn't have like a big travel budget like I'd honestly been to Hawaii and Mexico I think before that like I hadn't like yeah. been anywhere yeah, so of course I was like, dude I want to go all these places it yeah. sounds awesome you're a pro surfer <laughs> pro video guy on the corporate card yeah. yeah well you know the lost budget wasn't wasn't no, that no but I'm just saying you're not you're not slumming it because of budget you're but you're getting paid and getting I mean I had to slum it I had to sleep in the rent a car in France a couple times because I didn't have enough like they would be like yeah we'll cut we'll like pay for everything and come back and we'll reimburse me I was like they were like I don't have much in the bank account like yeah but I would like I I remember like yeah like Wardo would like have some chick with him he's like fuck I gotta, I gotta have this girl in the hotel room. Like, oh, yeah. like your video guy's sleeping in the rent a car. I was like, fuck, all right. I was literally sleeping in the rent a car in Europe like, every half other the night. Time. And then I'd find a hotel like down the street like the next night. You didn't have a credit card? No, I was like so grueled out. I didn't have like, they didn't have like a company credit card. Lost. You were lost. It was definitely lost. I was just like kind of ready to do whatever. I was like, hell yeah, you're going to send me to France? Fuck, I'll do whatever. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. 
but in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we went like I I basically followed Warda around for like th- those next two years when he was on the CT. And yeah, like I got, and then and then. Um, so you got to travel the world. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. I got you know. The, all this, the tour stops, you know, Tahiti, Europe, Chile. It was a dream tour then. It was pretty, yeah. It was yeah. definitely the dream tour. Indo. Indo. Got some Indo. Outdo. Uh, outdo. <laughs> yeah, there was some of that going around too. So in 2009, that movie came out. Yep. You guys got Surfer Pool Awards nominee. Yeah. Who, who what it, what ended up winning? Do you remember that? Like, I think it was the Billabong movie or something. But yeah, I mean, like that thing came out in two thousand nine. We were like filming it in oh six or seven or something. Took a long time for it to. It took get a while. Produced and, yeah, yeah, I think it made like I don't know if it came out eight and the surfer pole was was a year oh nine. But but also I got sent on other trips like. I, I went to that Skeleton Bay trip with Corey. I was I was on that with them. Oh wow! And I was like, that really topped off the movie. West Africa. Yeah, like Corey. Obviously, he has the huge history of the fish movie, and and we were falling board around a lot because Corey was on O'Neill, and he was like, we're always like, dude, how do we get Corey in this thing? Like, he's got to be a huge part. And he was like, I think he called Mike and Matt. I was like, dude, I found this wave. He's, and he, I remember them saying he he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna top that movie off. And he goes, just get, have Joe ready. Have him ready to go when I say go. Corey was seeing this? Yeah, telling Mike and Matt. Because it's like a quick strike based on... Yeah, like, it's all it's, about the swell. Yeah. Like, literally, you're not going unless you know it's bombing. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he was like, just have fucking Joe ready What's that ready place called? Nam- Namibia? Namibia, yeah. 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 Skeleton Bay? Talking about, like, yeah, <laughs> barrels for days. Did you surf it? Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, that's probably the session of my life, like... The best session? Lunch break of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, we... It, I remember, like, I think we are It took two days to get there. We are only there four days and two days to get back. So it was, like, four days of travel, four days of being there. And that was And it only r- really broke one day, like, proper. Wow. Super that was sensitive last... on tide and... Or yeah, the like, swell. I think the swell has to be, like, gigantic. Wrap. Like, those, those guys surfed it... During that Jay Bay event, and you saw Jay Bay was like pumping. Yeah. And yeah, like Corey's like, dude, I found like this crazy wave or whatever. And sure enough, like his first wave, he's just like arms up, like, told you guys, like, we're like, holy crap. Like, (laughs) it was hard to tell from the beach. Like, you know, no one's out here. Like, I can't tell if that's a three foot wave or like a six foot wave or eight foot wave or what. Yeah. And then, like, the first way we stood and our, up. our car's literally, like, you're kicking out, and you paddle yeah. sometimes, but you're driving up we, and kicking back we in. We had, like, the safari guy guy was, like... Doing the rotation. I was, like, right in the middle of the wave, and then this other guy, Jason Hatch, who's Corey's really good friend, like, childhood friend, and, and so videoed a lot. So you two different filmers, because it's so long. Yeah, and he was way down at the point on top of another car. How long is the fucking wave? I don't know. I don't know. It must be, like, half a mile, or... Something half a mile, I would guess. I mean, I mean you're probably not surfing it, but you could at different spots take off. Yeah, what's a mile again? 2,700 and something feet, maybe it's Five. not a quarter mile. I don't know. Like, I think like he's getting like two minute rides or something crazy. Jeez, because I, I mean, the longest wave I've ever been on is at I think KS, you know, Kelly Slater's wave pool. 
I think oh, it's yeah. the longest wave, and that's only you ride that thing for like six hundred yards. Yeah. It's gotta be longer than that. that oh, I might be exaggerating, but no, no, it's I, definitely I like two or three of those pools. Yeah, yeah. It was. Can you, can you even? Because they're going, you're going with current, and it's wrapping I mean, I've in seen your videos. Barrel, and it's like three. It's so fast, and yeah. you know, like you, you watch it, and you watch it, and you're like, you can't tell how far or how long it is. It's it's fucking long. <laughs> Yeah, you never really see a full wave. You just see like a section or two. Yeah. Except now you get guys with GoPros. That now you could get them going through two or three proper right. sections. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that doesn't even do its justice. Because, you know, you look at barrels yeah. from the side. It's never as big as looking straight. It's and then the barrel. So that There's was, a lot of clips where like I turn on the camera. Corey's like already in the barrel. And then he gets like four more barrels yeah. like, on the same wave. But yeah, they were like, I filmed them for like five, six hours, and then they're like, all right, Joe, you're up. I was like, holy shit. Like, and I, I was out there by myself for like an hour, hour and a half, like, getting oh, waves. The perks of, of the That job, was a good I perk. That, that paid off. But. Yeah. And, and he ended up being the ender for... Yeah, and he was right. God, he, I gotta he, watch that movie He again. topped that video off, for sure. I mean, it was a big, like, wave discovery, and... I think we put the we put one of the waves on YouTube and it was like one of the first like viral surf YouTube videos. It was just one wave we were like teasing the movie and yeah. we were like, "Oh my god." I think he got barrel of the year like surfer mag or whatever, yeah. surfer pole. The yeah, other big So so that was one of the first times it was documented. That Yeah, wave. guys have been surfing it. Like we definitely weren't the first people to surf it, but just the first people documented. Yeah. But, but. Greg Long and, and Twiggy Baker were there. We showed up. Wow. Those guys were already there. Like. Those guys are diehard freaking <laughs> yeah. surf yeah. hunters. I was like, these guys are here already. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, those guys are gnarly. Gnarly. Yeah. Twiggy's got a wave in there. So. Sur- yeah. They, those guys chase. They're, all they do is look at the yeah. global world map. I remember thinking that, wow, we thought we were so gnarly. <laughs> like, these you guys are here. Yeah. yeah. So, so what happens after that? You, you... Um, well, I, I was saying another thing about that video is like, that was like the coming out of Mason Ho. Oh, shit. Because we had, um, right around then, they had sponsored Mason. And like, obviously Mason had like the name, he surfed great, but I don't think we knew like how special this guy was. So like, I don't know what the negotiation was, but somehow Riola convinced Mike Ho to let me stay at their house, which is like... No one gets to stay at their house or go wow. into, like, he's a pretty private person, you know? Yeah. They don't want, like, the yeah. video guy, filmer guy in there. You ever met him before? Not before that. I was like, I mean, I knew who he was, obviously. Yeah. And Mike, I don't know, it must have been a tough negotiation, but somehow Mike, like, convinced him to, like, let me stay because I was going to go over there and, like, film Mason for, like, three weeks or whatever for the, for the fish movie. So... I got to go there, I stayed at their house with Mason, and we like filmed, it was like like late season, like springtime Hawaii. Perfect. And then we were just filming like Rocky Point and stuff every day. And then I remember like I brought home the footage and I, I could tell those guys like, oh shit, like we, we got someone here, like this guy's special. He's doing like 360s into the barrel and all Dude. this stuff. and like. You know, he had, the, he had the whole name, but I don't think anyone was giving him credit at yeah. that time. Like, he hadn't walked, 
he hadn't surfed out of the shadows of his dad yet. Yeah. And yeah. like and at that and time there was Clay Mar like all these guys in his peer group were getting like big con Clay Marza, Tonina Benson. Yeah. There's all these kind of, guys. Kind of a late bloomer, you yeah. know, as far as his peer group, you know, like yeah. where they because I don't remember him ever being a contest dude amateur, like some yeah, yeah. like some He's of the got other some guys. amateur results, but he definitely wasn't like you know, like yeah. Like Coco, like I think, was outshining him. Kind of in, in the competitive arena, in the competitive for sure. And, and, and yeah. really coverage, yeah. right? I mean, like she, she made the CT when she was like 12 or something. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty like young. She was yeah. super young. Like. Yeah. But yeah, I remember bringing back that footage, and those guys were like, whoa, like, fuck, we, we got something here. Like, this guy's special. Like, something different about this guy. Yeah. And that and that's when you kind of kindled a good relationship with him. Yeah, and, and that's and where our relationship started. Like, and yeah, we'd film, watch the clips, and he loves. I mean, that's his whole deal now. He loves. He loves making videos. Oh, yeah, filming the clips. And fil- filmer that got all your waves is your best friend. Oh you my gosh! Miss a wave, or you're just like, what? Yeah. Was he already? Getting, he was he didn't have like a filmer personal. No, no, there, right? no one like. This way had, no one kind of had that yet. Like the brands had the. My sponsor yeah. sent the filmer from California's yeah. here. Like, yeah. We're, and this is really before vlogging was a thing. No, yeah. yeah. It was right when YouTube, we were like, okay, we can put some of this stuff on YouTube and we're going to film, we're going to keep all the fish clips, you know, for the movie. But, um, you know, put out little teasers yeah. here and there on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I think we were using, we were putting the shortboard footage on the YouTube and we were saving all the stuff of them on the round nose fish. But yeah, I remember that kind of being like, like a another aha moment like whoa like this kid's this kid's not just a name yeah like, you know he's, he's, he's got his own talent yeah. going on he he's got the the hoe flair and the hoe style he's, like, yeah. he's got his own yeah he's his, he surfs so much like his dad yeah style wise like he tries to surf yeah like no his dad. he 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 loves he plays into it and he like plays he, into he, it he accepts it with he accepts full, it fully accepts it like, but the shit that so he creative. does so creative on bombing pipe days just everywhere and everything and the reef fucking like dancing on top of the reef you're just yeah, like he's a his little hang five step up oh. floaters to his chop pops to he barrels to his loops that. and flips and everything. Yeah. I he, love it. Yeah. Is Johnny Boy Gomes like freaking under the lip backside freaking like he has He yeah, embraces so much, all that history yeah. and takes stuff from those guys. Johnny Boy's dad, his uncle. And so all smile and oh, so yeah, aloha and just such a all like that. a He's the happy Hawaiian. Yeah. He's not a I got a theory <laughs> on that too. Like, yeah. Like, it's it's awesome. And I mean he's this is just a show about you. Let's not talk about Mason for Yeah, now. I want to hear his well, Mason, theory. Well, I feel like Mason's part of my story, too. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, well, what's your theory on what? Angry locals? Or Well, I don't know. You know, Mason, like, like he... I don't know. Sometimes he plays that Spicoli card thing, but dude, the guy's a, a thinker and very smart. Like, yeah. I've seen his report card in elementary. It's straight A's. Yeah. Damn! And he... And he I, I feel like when you grow up on the North Shore, because there's so many gnarly guys that are like, that they use their, their physical, like, physicality yeah. to get what they want. Yeah. And Mason always gets what he wants, but he does it way. in his way. Yeah. Like, with a big smile. But you'll watch, you're like, wait, that's what Mason wanted to do. Now we're doing what he wanted to do. He didn't have to, like, flex <laughs> on us, but he did it, like, in his own way. Yeah. And I swear it's grown up on the North Shore because... Yeah. 
like when you're like Mason size, you're not like a UFC fighter, but yeah. but he's smart enough to get what he wants in his own. We'll, like, we'll call that way. the the Jedi mind tricks. Right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's got all that. Yeah. Well, just what he does at rock piles and stuff like Lennon said over Dry Reef and and Third Dip and some of the other West Side spots and I mean, that's fucking crazy. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, he knows every little inch, but. Oh man! And at, as a board sponsor of, of Lost, you are happy to give them as many boards <laughs> to get that footage. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because uh, you're, yeah. if you're any normal person, you're like, "Fuck, he's just ruining boards left and right." Probably does a handful of boards, but most sure. part, like, he's not doing it deliberately. He's doing it to, yeah. you know, yeah. to get some well, It's well worth it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, cost of doing business. Right? I'm stoked that you you told us about his report card because. We, you know, I always trip out, like, we always talk about, like, jocks, right? The smartest, the quarterbacks, they're, they're smart. Yeah. You know, they're not jocks. They're not dumb jocks. They're, they're smart because they have to learn the plays. They have to remember this, memorize, you know, read. read. Yeah, they have to multitask, like, ten times over. And, and, and you know, like Magic Johnson, right? He's not just a... A prolific basketball player but he's a businessman you know yeah, Michael Mason's. Jordan is a billionaire not just because he's you know a, a, was one of the best basketball players of all time but he knew how to navigate the so, business world I feel like Mason's exactly that like, yeah you can see the longevity like, of his career like yeah like like those guys I mentioned Clay Marza Tonino Benson this and that like those guys have kind of fallen by the wayside and, yeah. and Mason's career is still like on an upward trajectory and, yeah yeah and keep, trust me he's keep, thought I he's thought about that yeah keeping yeah, yourself healthy so. and but but also having a niche and you know whether that's in your own comfort zone or learning how to create and, and be out you know like he you know he could have just planned it or it could have been yeah. a lot of his personality too you never know like how it but culminates the, the but best he athletes in each like sport or whatever they tend to be really smart yeah you yeah. know like he, not necessarily he, book smart but just like shrewd well, that's what yeah. i mean no, he, like, he's, fine, like, he's a shrewd strategist yeah, for sure yeah but but you wouldn't pick as, that a, out as a fan of surfing you know you have all kinds of favorites and all kinds of different people you can appreciate stuff from, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, style, power, you know, balls, like, you know, guys that are charging and then some, you know, and then you got guys that are just flat out. So unique, you know, oh, yeah. he's one of those guys that is so unique, but he also has a lot of those X factors, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like he rips in small Everything. fun waves and he charges and he does like, it's just a fun person to watch oh yeah like you know there's other people more technical there's other people more styling but i'd rather watch that more often than you know not. he's always and, gonna do something because like it's different and it's fun and and that's yeah. you know the wow factor and that's why he's still relevant the, sh the shit he does in in um at the palm springs you know oh, yeah. wave pool yeah. and then the shit he does a pipeline like you're just like yeah what the fuck yeah. like He's next level. He's for next sure. level. So ten but years. The show's not about ten Mason years Hunt. at Lost. So, like ten years at Lost. Then we did Ward stories. Then we did. Um, the last one I did was with Mason, License to Chill, like a web License series. License to Chill. Yeah. That was like the last film project, and then we ended up winning like web series of the year, I think. And that was kind of the last like Lost project I did. Okay. 
And what? And why did you leave Lost? Just I think it was just like time, time ago. Yeah, like it wasn't any like bitter thing, and I, I still have a great relationship. But I think like. But let's just like before oh, okay. we wrap we up, jump. Lost. Like you yeah. started as a writer for Lost, their web, yeah. their website. Yeah. You know, then you got thrown into video, videoing, videoing, and and that culminated into like editing and editing. and, and, and yeah. putting like that footage and movies yeah. together. That that first one, Redux, like like Mike kind of like like tutored me because Mike had made all the yeah. previous previous videos and kind of like, hey, this is our theory. This is how we do it. And, and I just like soaked everything up. I was kind of basically his assistant on that 5-5 Redux. Yeah. And so I saw like how he did it and what the loss formula was. Yeah. And then the next one, Ward Stories, was like, I, I took a little bit more lead on that. And then Mike would come in and, and like there's a couple of sections. Like there, if there was a good section of Ward, he's like, okay, I'm editing this one. But, yeah, throw his, his yeah. weight in. And, but, and then he would edit some, and then and then I would kind of edit from beginning to end some parts, and of course Mike and Matt would give me feedback, and da 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 yeah. da and, and Matt, too, I don't know if anyone knows, but Matt picks all the songs for the Lost videos. He's oh, like, wow. everyone likes the soundtrack, that's all Matt Biolas. Huh. Like, we would put together footage, okay, we got two, two and a half minutes of Mason at Rocky Point, and Matt would be like, okay, here's a couple songs, I think I like these ones. And then we like go with those because he's, he's and, got the whole punk rock. I mean, background. and just to talk about like again, you know, lost Mike and Matt and how creative and you know, um, you know, I, 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 a craftsman, you know, and just like the whole package, you know, like yeah. it's it's one thing to be really good at something, you know, which we talk about like oh if you you know you put all your focus on one thing but those guys are a good team you know yeah, and they yeah. have their strengths and, they're a and, bit of yin and yang for yeah, sure definitely. I, I didn't really know how like um like the, all the crazy creative visions that like matt had before i worked there like he like the cow clothing catalogs like he's got a vision for everything oh they're, they're, he knows what he wants like. their ad campaigns the, the board game yeah. they have oh. the vi- like dude they just are the the way that they poke fun at the surf industry <laughs> oh, yeah. was you know what the surf industry is about and when you know, it, like and, and when it needs it needs rivalry it needs fun it needs gossip it needs yeah you know like people could talk trash about anything and tongue, everything tongue in cheek controversial yeah. fun that's it I, I remember like they would poke at Slater here and then yeah fanning ripping, and, but yeah they did all kind of, my analogy everything. like I always had one I was like look like I'm sure every cast member of Saturday Night Live probably voted for Obama, but they're still going to have skits rousting the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course, we think Slater is the best. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it, but yeah. you can't poke fun at the top. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Like, and they poke fun at themselves, and, and, you know, again, like, you gotta... It's, it's you a, must it's have been there during that time when they were doing those... I think I brought this up before, but when they did those uh, ads and it was it said Miguel Fanning. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I think that was right when I got that. <laughs> Miguel yeah, Fanny and like there was something some... Parkinson and then yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like hilarious. That's like the shit they were doing was just like, are you like you you know, when back magazines were still around, you'd like flip to that ad and you just stop and laugh at yeah, the cartoon ads. Yeah. Was oh. so funny. Yeah, and they would poke fun at themselves all the time. Yeah, you, you look at I mean. some of those park cartoon ads. It's like. I think it was like the Lost Factory, and it had like the chart, 
they're like in in the little room uh, looking at the chart. It says how much we sell, and the thing's going straight down. <laughs> and then how much we give away, it's going like way up. <laughs> like stupid shit like that. Like, they're yeah. totally like self-deprecating humor all the time. Yeah. Like, but I remember the one thing Mike said to me. Like, I think I spelled something on, wrong on, on the website. And he's like, dude, we can act like idiots, but don't be an idiot. Ooh, like, like, I like make it. sure you're spelling the shit right. I like, like it. Because, you know, we're being goofy and stuff, but yeah. that kind of shit would set them off. And that's yeah. what we say, because we can act like idiots, but don't be an idiot. Like, that's spell good. that that's thing right. That's pretty fucking cool. I fucking like that. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. I mm-hmm. think that's a... Uh... That's a good Mike Riola quote. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Gosh, I gotta stop acting like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I butcher words. I misspell stuff. I know. I'm a good speller now because of that. Like, That's awesome. I would get reamed if I freaking spelled something wrong. Well, it's funny. Um, last night, uh, Pat Lloyd and I were looking at an ad, or not an ad, but a, a flyer. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's perfect. You know, that that's 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 good." For Vrivia projects, and um, Pat looks it over and he goes, "Oh, he spelled boards wrong," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> that same thing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I for it. Have to correct that for yeah. sure. So, so ten years you did all the the web series and stuff, and then yeah. you said your 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 time was kind of yeah. I mean, I, I think eventually you hit us. A, a ceiling or, or whatever you could kind of like what am I going to be a 50 year old like lost teen video guy no way yeah like, eventually you gotta move on I guess which was hard and scary like this you get yeah. comfortable you know were you making decent money mm, not really I mean I was making enough to live but of course you're like well what am I gonna do like yeah. I, I want to buy a house yeah. I want to like I gotta live in Orange County yeah. you know and like it, it wasn't like any fault of theirs or anything totally um, so yeah I was just like and it wasn't like some bitter like I'm so close to those guys and, yeah. and friends with them still I was just like hey like it's time to go and they knew it too they're like oh yeah we've seen that one coming like yeah. like like best of luck dude we'll, we'll still be working together and and that's artists. how it should be you know when you have good relationships you know it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, dude, it's like well it's it's you know you're doing something you love and you're getting to surf and, and live the lifestyle yeah. But I mean, yeah, you need Eventually to. Eventually, you gotta you gotta go big boy yeah, style. Yeah, you gotta have uh, a plan, or you know, look to how to, you make enough money to do the things that you really need to do. Sure. So sure. so that yeah so. Um, so yeah, like oh well, my, I guess how the next step for me it was like my little brother Noah, um, he. I guess that's a, a little bit of a story too. Like he was Chloe Andino's like personal filmer for like eight years, hmm. and and I was actually came like through us and lost. Like it was right around the time Chloe was like gonna sign like his big contract, With and Target and, and Nike. Or? Yeah, and like and Dino, I think was asking Mike and Matt like, hey, do you know any like twenty-something-year-old kids with no attachments that want to be video guys? And they're like, oh yeah, like Joe's little brother, like can video because oh, he had, he had done a couple of things with Mike and uh, with Lost before, and then like Noah went and hung out and filmed a couple times with Dino and Chloe, and we're like, okay, like this guy's good. And then whatever he was like, um, Chloe's personal filmer for like eight years, but 
my brother's way more into like the cameras and stuff. I, I like, I'm more like the editing side. I like to tell the story. Like I said, like half the time I hated filming surfing. Like nowadays I would avoid it at all costs. It's the last thing I want to do is film surfing <laughs> because I want to surf. Yeah. But I, I love the editing part. You know, I love telling the story. So whatever. And then eventually my brother is the same thing. Like, hey, like we can't be like these video surf video guys our whole life. And it was actually his idea. He's like, dude, it's just like, we got to start our own thing. Like, he's a little bit more ballsy than me. I was like, ooh, I'm like pretty comfortable. Like, what? Like, we're going to have to like go job to job. Like, this is going to be gnarly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, starting out freelancing, like, yeah. to get some revenue started. Yeah. And what happened was um, Red Camera did this like contest. It was like, it was. Uh, like these surfers were supposed to make like five edits and red camera gave like the top five surfer guys these cameras to use and it was like it was like ryan perry and connor Coffin, noah and chloe but uh part of the deal was like hey uh you can purchase this new red camera for like 30 percent off wow since you've been you know nominated to be in the contest and so we're like, oh shit, like if we're ever gonna buy one of these gnarly, like that's what I, oh, you gotta have the red camera now. We're like, oh well, shit, here's our chance. Like we're gonna get 30% off. Like, so we just went for it. Went and got like the bank loan, like took the loan out from the bank and bought the thing. And we were still, I was still working at Lost. <laughs> on the red camera, we took out the bank, the business loan and, and bought the camera. And we still kind of had like one foot in, one foot out. Like I was still working at Lost, but now like, whatever we had our little like Transition. side gig yeah but so then eventually you're just like dude i can't like you can't have one foot in one foot out you gotta just just go for it so backtrack you and your brother decided to start your own yeah what? our own video production business okay yeah so i didn't mention that yeah so you started your own video production business but like what was the 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 the, the business model like you would go to each to the brands and say, hey, we can create content for you, like yeah. do edits, commercials. Yeah. We can we can film right. and edit for you guys. And here we have a ton of experience. And and I mean, it was it was hard at first because your whole resume is just surf. But I mean, my brother's like he's super talented with the camera. Like you, you put that guy in any set, yeah. and he, he like kind of comes alive. So and, I'm I'm trying to like paint that picture of, of uh, what your company is, right? Like, you, you're you're both videographers. We're both videographers. For surf. For surf. And then you sat down and you go, we're gonna create content for brands. For brands. And it's commercials, it's like. It's insane, well, obviously it started off like surf stuff, but um, yeah, it started, I mean, I think the but first. But like product stuff and products but it lifestyle stuff mm -hmm. was, there, wasn't like, was there a point where you had like like a this is what you is successful on youtube because that started becoming like i think a viable like outlet for i honestly i mean i just thought like hey we know how to do this you got an idea we know how to film it and edit it like it wasn't like we were approaching brands you weren't like, you're just like, like here's like your guys brand, here's what you guys i think you guys should be doing you should make a video like you, this you would just give them what they asked for and yeah and i think the first there's two brands that that first hired us and it was because of our 
I think word got out, okay, these guys are independent contractors. We can hire them now. Yeah. And, and, and we what, knew a lot of people. Did you start an LLC, like your own Yeah, we started a partnership, took the business loan out. It was just me and Noah. Bought the red camera. How much was created the red camera? The, oh, the thing was like 30 grand or something. Woo. But then we got like like 30% off. But then you got to buy the tripod, the lens, everything. Yeah. 18 extra batteries. And, and is know. it Alana, Alani Media? Alani Media. Okay. I, I just think we couldn't like think of a good name. It was like, well, I don't know. Our last name sounds cool. Like... Just call it Alani Media for now. And then, like, I just remember we, like, made our little rinky-dink website. And and your first two? And our first two clients, like, legit clients was, they were both eyewear brands, Von Zipper and, and Kanan. And Kanan's, like, I mean, it honestly, it all comes back to surfing. Is it Bean like, Dip? That yeah, Bean Dip. Up? I grew up with Bean Dip. He's like, oh, like, you guys are making What's videos real, now? Dude? Brent Bearden. Okay. Brent. Yeah, Bean yeah. Dip. Yeah, yeah, Bean Dip. Yeah, I've known Brent since we were like two years old. So like, he he gave us a chance. Like, hey, because like, to I be got honest, very few companies have their own media like department. Yeah. You know, like an exactly. editing bay. Like you know, like nobody, not too many have that like no. setup. Like lost as they lost no. a ton of money. So these other companies are looking for just yeah, they're outsourcing. Like, hey, we need help. Freelance. Stuff. Freelance. Yeah. yeah. And those two eyewear. So, so what did you... And then the other guy, Brian Green, he, he was like the marketing director at VZ. I think he was like a fan of the, of the, the Mason Lost videos. And yeah. he's like, heard that we were available and he, he, he hired us to do like this video in Hawaii. Like the team in Hawaii, surfing and going crazy, you know? Yeah. And those were like the first like legit like clients. Then, did you set pricing or oh that's always a confusing part <laughs> i mean we got our rates pretty down now but i mean like as an independent contractor it's always a negotiation right right and at that time we're just like well what do you got like yeah what's your or, budget or, you know what's your budget like, well add another couple uh you know zeros and we got some we got a deal yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but honestly like i was, I was like well that like coming from one brand and I was like oh these guys got more budget than I'm used to like this is pretty good like yeah. lost them sleeping in the van like we're at like Von Zipper like the park the coffins pipe house like yeah. getting food and stuff but. well Mike and Matt got a jet set all over the world and you know live lavishly yeah, yeah. they deserve it um, no but yeah you so you're working with other brands as far as yeah like, now we're still in our comfort zone like that's still the surf world Canaan's more out outside of it but yeah I mean it was really a, it was a learning process because honestly what have I made before I've made surf videos you know and I it's really like part of the coolest thing I think is our job is like you get to see what all these brands are up to for 10 years I knew what loss was up to now when you start like getting these jobs, like okay, this is what Von Zipper's up to, this is what Kanan's up to, and you get to see like how those guys go about it. Yeah. So so with Kanan and Von Zipper, did did they tell you what they wanted? From? Yeah, it was more about like okay, we got an idea, but then like Von Zipper kind of let me run with it because I had a, I had a resume making surf films they're like this is just a fun surf thing at, at, in Hawaii we got like we got our team riders in Hawaii it was a pretty simple thing yeah and, and fun and, and Kanan though was, was kind of like a little branch off from the surf industry because they're more about like outdoor activities 
little surfing, but you know, fishing, fishing, and, yeah. all the stuff. So. Yeah. So then those two and then those two, and then like it just slowly. I mean, it was scary at first. Like honestly, we were living like like check to check. It was crazy yeah. how it happened. We'd be like, oh my god, we're almost out of money, and then like, boom, like we get another job. Or it was like just enough to like. To like keep it going. And how were you alive? Keep yeah. the dream alive. How are you soliciting new jobs? Just word of mouth? Or yeah, just word of mouth, like- marketing, your Instagram, and and honestly, like I, I, my network of people we know from surfing. A lot of these, even our non-like client brands, like a lot of it came from surfing. from surfing. Like the surfing. Like network. our biggest, one of our biggest clients now is Aloe. Like. And they're like a huge athleisure. Is that the fitness brand. yoga brand? Yeah, they're yeah. like yoga brand athleisure. I mean, they're they're like exploding. They're like one yeah. of the top growing brands in the U.S. But I mean, the whole reason we got in there is because the guy I grew up surfing with at 34th. The guy showered off at his house every morning for like the whole summer. He was their in-house photographer, and to be honest, I'd never heard of him. And he's like, yeah, like, I, I heard you guys are, are doing, like, freelance video work. Like, I, I work for this company, Allo. Like, they need some video work done. And how long ago was this? That was, like, five, six years ago. So, wow. way before, yeah. They weren't, like, big. But my wife, I'm like, oh, like, this brand, Allo's hitting me up. She, like, her jaw dropped. Oh, my God, Allo's hitting you, you up. Like, holy crap. You get us some product? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good deal. Negotiate some promo. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Which is always good. I mean, that's how I got in, like, from, from the guy I grew up surfing with. That's so... And then, like, once you get in, you got to execute. And, yeah. And, like, he had faith in us, like, and we went in there and pulled it off, like... And so, when you go to these, to Aloe or other brands that you work with, do you present... Do they come with you with an idea? Most of the time, they got an idea, to be honest. Like, now we're kind of getting into the mold, like where we have a big enough resume where we can like pitch these guys like hey we got it we got an idea yeah that's cool yeah um, especially if you have long like term relationships or it's a brand within the industry that yeah. you know a lot of you know if it's yeah. a surf brand you're like i know what you guys are about i you, you know i've been you know watching and knowing everything you guys are doing forever yeah and then the other huge thing that helped our business is the whole social media thing because like all of a sudden, all these brands needed, like, they need a video every day. Wow. Especially Allo, like. Yeah. They want content, content every day. So, like, yeah. next thing we know, we're, like, just, like, making 15-second edits, like, all day long, which is great. Yeah. I mean, the phone, like, thank you, phone. Like, because yeah. <laughs> that Instagram and everything, like, like so, really helped explode our business. So, you guys have a studio. Yeah. And you film a lot of your commercials there your 15 um, our studio is like more like it's more we don't film much they're like we can do like little product, product stuff but mostly it's like we're, we're in there editing like we have i gotta mention too like so me and noah had it going for three years and then and then he's actually my wife's brother he had been like traveling the world for a couple years and then and then he the guy that saved the day yeah, today? Yeah, the guy that saved the day, Omar. That's your brother-in-law? Yeah. Okay. Total, total nepotism. Thank you, Omar. Yeah, total uh, nepotism over at uh, Alani Media. Hey, but <laughs> people like, you can trust. But Target, Red Bull, Speedo, Allo, like, yeah. dude, Billabong, Rick Pearl. It, it, it all kind of happened organically. I mean, it's really Early. just like he... So why was he traveling all over the world? 
he was like he actually had like a big like a nice corporate job like got out of college was like or i think it was like a tire company like but he was in like the corporate office he was doing really well but i think he was like hey like I gotta like see the world a little bit here. I'm still young. Boom, he took off, like went to Thailand, all these places. He, like, long story short, he met his wife in New Zealand, and he goes, "Okay, I'm I'm coming back, you know, to start working." And and he needed to like stay at my house until he he got his feet up. And he had a film degree. And, he had like, a film degree. Yeah, so he's got a degree in like film. Like he went to film school and. You know, he, like, comes over, like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're all, like, our video production business. Like, and, you know, he needed, like, to work a little bit. You guys are so elementary. Yeah. And then, up. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then he just started working with us for a little bit. And then the next thing, like, it just, like, organically grew. And we're just like, dude, you got to be our partner. Like, we, we need, we'd love for you to be our third partner. So he's our third partner. And he's never surfed in his life. So... Which is actually great. Like he kind of like keeps us in line because we're so Ying like Ying right there. we're so surfered out. He'll like, film you while you guys are ripping. Yeah, and he's he's yeah he's a technical wizard, but he he really brought like a whole new dimension to like our company and made it really like organized and business like. Yeah, well that's super cool because you need a different set of eyes, but yeah. you also need somebody that has expertise in an area that you don't you know yeah. like he, he has a whole different perspective on, on stuff than we do a lot of times well i mean if he doesn't surf that means he's <laughs> filming you when you're uh, just you know. no i wish but um, um is it weird having family in the business or is it so far so good yeah but yeah i mean that was all we were always i mean that's always a concern you always hear oh like the business will like break up the family but I mean, I don't know. I've heard like like once your your business is gone, like past five years, I like, I don't know. I've heard the saying like you yeah. kind of like made it like at least took a lot of pressure off because you yeah you've you've not only gained a ton of knowledge and, and connections, but you've kind of worked out the kinks. Yeah. Um. So Alani Alana Alani Media, you started it in 2016. I think we started. Okay. So now, what, what are we going on? Six or seven years? Here? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, those first couple of years were, were hairy. Like, it was like, but it just worked out. Like, oh my God, like, sure enough, the client would call it, the check would come, like, just in time. But now, now we're at, like, a comfortable level where it's, like, a running business. We have two part-time employees. We got the partners. And and even now we're doing, like, we do jobs where, like, we're hiring out, like, a 10-man crew to, to, wow. to uh, pull off the job. Full production. Yeah, like we're, we're doing stuff where we're like producing from beginning to end, like concepting the whole thing, hiring out the crew, you know, awesome. running the whole deal, post-production. It's it's really like gone up. Yeah. Like, like the Speedo shoots, we'll have like, like 10 guys on there with the crane operator and all, it's all running through Alani Media. So, so cool. wow. I know. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's from simple just beach yeah. camera tripod yeah. to, you know, booms and, and, you know, cameras and... But it was just grinding it out. Like, yeah. Because yeah. like, there's, in the beginning, there's like, oh, what are we going to... Like, there's always something to do. Like, go in there and, like, put something on the website. Just, there's always something to do. And eventually it'll come, I think, if you work hard enough. Yeah. And, and you're into it. And you come full circle and, and, and back to the surf edits and well you're always doing yeah. surfing but I want 
Yeah, like it comes and goes. I don't know if you've seen that scene in like The Godfather where he's like trying to get out of the mob and, and he just can't do it. It's like it's like that. Like it always comes back. Like the other do day really we're down it? there streaming the we're live streaming to the lost Instagram. Like I'm like here I am back here filming with Lost. You got, you got all these global corporate like accounts that have real budgets you're yeah, doing yeah. 10 man deals and you got your surfer buddy over here hey can you throw us a bone and do this so, like project for, we for love, nothing we so love Omar surfing. came out with the backpack live stream broadcast yeah. yeah so like Omar is just like he's a wizard at this stuff he don't like that term but he's a whiz um, he built this like it's a DIY like live streaming backpack so we could do like a full live broadcast as we're walking around down the beach, whatever. Yeah. And and we've been playing with it like the last he he's really is into this live stuff. Like he thinks it's it's kind of the future. And we've we've done actually live stuff for, for Aloe a lot. They mm. do like live shopping, live yoga classes. And it's just like a surf broadcast. We're doing like live yeah. broadcast. Except this thing's like mobile. Like you just put the backpack in, and I could walk down to the wedge and, and film the wedge and talk to people, and the thing's streaming like full full res. Yeah, it's epic. Yeah, so well, it's crazy because they went to the U.S. Open the first yeah. day, and there was no uh, live stream yeah. through the WSL. Yeah, and then they were just barging it on their own, doing it and starting. You did it. What did you broadcast it to again? Sorry. Uh, Twitch. Yeah, like we're, so we've been playing with the backpack. We got the backpack. Oh my God, we got a new toy. Like, what can we do with this thing? So um, we're like, well, all the, the surf things, like, easy for us. Yeah. Let's go down. It was, it was actually the day before the US Open. We're like, we're like, well, look, if we get some, I called Mike and Matt. I called Mike. I'm like, hey, like, I'm like, we want some eyeballs. We want to try out a new toy. Like, let us log into the lost Instagram. We'll, we'll stream it live. <laughs> So we went down there the day before when Chloe and everyone was practicing and we're doing, just filming the guy's surf and then someone's like, yeah, they're not doing a broadcast tomorrow. So we're like, oh, really? We're like, back. ding, 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 like light bulb went off. Let's just go down there. Like maybe. And what did you stream it on? We streamed it to our Instagram and the Twitch, which is, which is like Twitch's, um, I think it started off like a gaming thing where like um, the gamers watch the the game going on like gabriel medina's on there all the time yeah like, he got caught a couple times saying oh i'm not showing up to the event because he's just like playing the video game and then they Epic. someone reported oh gabriel medina said he's not showing up to the event on twitch yeah i mean omar is an expert about this stuff but it, like long story short it lets us like stream full hd our live feed and it's just like a youtube you could rewind it and stuff so it's twitch it's a gaming platform, but it's also... It's a video platform. You go on there, there's all kinds of, like, random stuff. I mean, there's a theory behind it, but... Like, there's literally people, like, doing the backpack thing, but they're just walking through the subway in New York, like, mm -hmm. talking to people. It's all kinds of stuff. Gaming, this and that, but it's, it's a... It's a, just another, like, video platform. What a trip. Yeah. Just ask I, the kids about the it. They all know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we We're went... Old. Yeah. We went down there, and Omar, like... Like, he, he loves the live stuff. So we fully had, like, three camera angles, like, switching the cameras. I, like, normally don't talk that much in person, but they're like, okay, like, you're the last man on the totem pole. Noah's operating the camera. I'm doing the switching. You're interviewing. You're, you're the guy talking. Like, <laughs> but this whole live thing, you got to talk for three hours straight. Like, don't stop talking because then people will start logging off. Yeah. 
and like we, we didn't know I we kind of have it maybe the WSL will get mad maybe they won't it's kind of a gray area they're not having a webcast yeah. it's a public beach so we went down there and like we're like we're here you know <laughs> heat one's coming up we just like made our own little webcast but we're real loosey-goosey about it we're yeah. just like yeah we're totally biased like Chloe's in the first heat we're hoping he wins you know like we're yeah. just going cuckoo with it yeah and like next thing you know, like half the tour was on there, like commenting and watching it because they wanted to see the first heats. Like all these people, like Yagodora, Jatson, Andre, like all the That's Brazilian guys. So and we had Gian Bernini. He's like the lost team manager. He's from Brazil. We're like giving updates in Portuguese, <laughs> the whole thing. And then like by Heat Four, like this, the WSL guy came like storming down, like you guys can't be webcasting our live event, like. We own the broadcast rights to this, and but we're you're not like broadcasting. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, our whole thing was like, dude, let's just like, if they say shut it down, we'll shut it down. Like, yeah. no worries. Like, we, we love yeah. the yeah. WSL. We're not trying to make some big stand about it. We're just yeah. like, literally, like, let's yeah. play with our toys, and and then, yeah, they came and shut us down. But it was, it was. Fun. Yeah, you wouldn't have done it if they're they're streaming live. No, you we wouldn't have done it. You would have done it up. It was literally know. like the day before, like Dumpy or something. Like, dude, they're not having a webcast. We're like, what? We'll webcast it. I, yeah. I definitely saw, like, a bunch of people posting, like, why is there no, yeah, you know, live yeah. <laughs> live stream of the contest right now? Yeah, like, Wellesley is like, where do we find, you know? Yeah, and then the server started going, go to Alani Media. They're like tagging us, and all stuff. But <laughs> hey, it's good marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that too. That. Like we, you know, I, I'll admit it. We were trying to make some noise, like let people know that, dude, we we can do these live things. Like yeah. we have those capabilities. Like we can do all kinds of stuff. All right, cool. switching back to surfing. Surfing, yeah. You're a big part of the Newport. Board Riders Club. Yeah. Right? Love those things. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, how amazing is it that we have West Coast Board Riders and what that means to the community and, yeah. and just the surfers and everybody? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, everyone loves those things. Like, it's one of the best things to have because, I mean, well, are you going to go surf a NSSA or WSA? No, I was going to say that. Like, the last thing I want to do is go to no. NSSA, but I'll admit, like, I like competing. It's like, yeah. I love competing when I was a kid in this yeah. contest. And, like, you know, I still think I could surf pretty good. And, and, oh, and those things allow you to, like, do that and hang out with everyone. It's not too serious. And then, like, Oh, it's serious. It's, it gets but a it's a fun serious. serious. Yeah, it's fun serious. <laughs> Actually, dude, those things are like, the pressure's on because, like, yeah. Like if you lose a heat, it's just you lost the heat. But then like if you if you blow it on one of those, like everyone out, you're, you're blowing it for everyone else. And, yeah. And you hear the peanut gallery up there. What the hell is he doing? Like yeah. you know, and like you're blowing it. But those things are super fun. And it's so fun because, you know, we talk about board riders club almost almost every episode. Pretty much. But it's it's just so rad because you have all the generations. You know. Like the, the oh, roms yeah. to, you know, it's past heroes. You know, it's like the Advil uh, uh, division. <laughs> <laughs> to see, you know, like Rob Machado and, oh. and Taylor Knox and Pete Mel and Rufo and, 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 and Tom Kern was, was there. I was like, dude, if Tom Kern's doing this, yeah. you better be stoked you're doing this thing. Yeah, yeah. but it's just like, it's, it's cool. 
to get together as a community because surfing is an individual sport, you know, right, like, right. and it's great to like have those board meetings yeah. and it has nothing to do with like competing. You're just gathering, you know, we yeah. do the like meetings and they're fun too. Like just yeah. shoot the shit. Yeah. yeah. To me, the coolest thing that like you said, the legends, like, like, like I remember one time I was like in the heat, I was like, and I was at Wardo's in my heat. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. Like I got Wardo, <laughs> Yeomans, like I'm literally like, in a heat with all these guys, I'm in the CT. Like this is hilarious. This is and, crazy. Like, somehow I'm like, like in the heat with them. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, how? I mean, I'm sure some of those guys are like, holy crap! Like Tom Kearns in my heat. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm out here with this guy who is still ripping hard. Oh, beyond. Yeah. yeah. We got to hang out with Tom. We actually got to do a rip curl thing uh, in San Francisco with him. Like him and Mason and Connor. Nice. Perk. Mason got us in there with Rip Curl. Sick. So, talk about the the movie with Sheldon. Oh yeah, so that's like our next big surf project. It's kind of been going on a few years, but it's it's about this guy. He's, he's like one of Mason's best friends, Sheldon Paishan, who grew up on the West Side, like in very hard circumstances. I mean, he was he was basically homeless for eight years. Wow. So crazy. And, and seriously, wow. Yeah, straight up. And 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 I remember the. I actually in the film. There's footage I filmed of him back in 2008 when we were filming for Five Five Redux. That where I said, oh, I went, I went, um, I got to stay at the Ho House. So mm-hmm. one day, like, we got to go film on the West Side, and it was this whole thing. Like, like Uncle Mike had to call like Rusty Kale on or something. Hey, we got like, hey, like can Mason come with the filmer guy and this and that and then like yeah okay and like we had to go there like meet Rusty shake his hand and it's so small town over there like I One swear the whole town knew like okay that guy's okay now as soon as like Rusty yeah. Kailana like gave me the handshake and then we're so we're filming on the west side and like literally this kid comes out of the bushes that, that they kind of knew from the condos and dude the kid starts ripping like like one of, like the best kid his age I've seen in California, and and Mason like yeah that's Sheldon like he literally like he lives in the tent in the bush over here. I was wow. like oh my god this is crazy, and he was a, the nar like you want to talk about shit grown you should hear the stuff that was coming out of this guy's mouth like the gnarliest dirtiest mouth you've yeah. ever heard. What, what about the thick pigeon? Was yeah, it the just- thickest pigeon and just like <laughs> like stuff like a kid shouldn't be saying like. Which I was cracking up at. Like, yeah, like yeah. This, this kid's gnarly. He should be on Lost. Kind of. <laughs> well, I went back with the footage, and they were like, oh, my God. Was, and, and the way he was talking, even they were scared. Like, whoa, this kid's like, almost too gnarly for us. That's like, crazy. And, so crazy. But too he crazy was for Lost. Yeah, he was ripping. And, like, he, part of the story, like, he, he, would, he was winning amateur contests. When he could get into the contest... So he's like Zeke Lau, Keanu's age, Keanu Singh, and, mm-hmm. and they're in the movie. We interviewed Keanu and Zeke. Like, like this guy was beating them. Like, it was like Keanu, Zeke, Sheldon, like winning whatever. They're one, two, three in all these amateur events. But like Sheldon was literally homeless and had no support group or any of that. And then like like eventually he kind of fell into poverty and drugs and all that stuff. Like like your environment. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, five or six years ago, he, he kind of, like, reemerged and, and, and kind of latched on to Mason, and Mason became tight with him again. 
and you see him now he's in all the videos but so like crazy story and and i i i was always like fascinated by the kid wondering what the hell happened to that kid he's wow. he's in the lost video in the in the fish movie we put like clips of him in the bonus section in the redux yeah okay. at the very end like you go to the very end he's got like like a bunch of waves on the west side and he's ripping like and and they were like he kind of disappeared for a while and I was always fascinated by his story and then you know he started hanging around with Mason and we're we're like dude let's do like a little thing about Sheldon like a little it was just gonna be like a quick little thing and then we had like this crazy idea like what if we like got him sponsored and like film the whole thing like like from poverty to the pros yeah so we went to Rip Crow like with this whole idea and they were like hesitant at first because they're like dude we never even heard of this guy like that's not how we kind of do that you gotta have like an amateur record and all this stuff and then i think it was just like the power of mason he's like dude trust me on this one like, like let me let me let me do this one like I, ne I need you guys to sponsor him we're gonna we're gonna make this thing about him so so they agreed like kudos to them dude like they, they took an outside chance um so so then we went to Hawaii, like we got the budget from Rip Curl, and he had no idea he was getting sponsored. It was a whole surprise. Fuck, really? And and also we're like, dude, we didn't know like how much he wanted to open up about it because it's it's a really heavy story. I mean, like his yeah. his parents were like like strung out on drugs and stuff, and we're like, and he literally lived in a tent, but he would walk every day to Makaha, like all the guys at Makaha like took him under his wing. And he'd literally be like begging for food at Makaha, like homeless kids, straight up. And, and so like, we went there like, hey, like whatever you feel comfortable talking about. And like, dude, he just opened up. Like we, we went to where he was homeless on the beach and like was telling us the whole story. We well, like, don't give it away. Let's get yeah, everybody yeah, to yeah, come yeah. watch it because I mean that it's sounds incredible. so. Long story short, insane. it's like yeah, he's he's a pro surfer now. Yeah, and he he grew up in a tent. <laughs> That's <so laughs> and crazy. a lot of it is about like um, you know the what the Hawaiians have been through there, like that that whole area, of the West Side. There's a reason why all the Hawaiians are there because. It was it was the driest land, the most arid land in Hawaii. So when all the white guys came in and took the the the, the white guys came in and took all the good land, right? And they put all the Hawaiians into that corner, the driest, most arid part of Hawaii of Oahu. That's why like all the like purebred Hawaiians live there. And he yeah. was he was basically taken under the wing by all those guys. And the so that's yeah. I can't wait to freaking what's it called? Through the doggy door. Through the doggy door. Yeah. It's coming out. Because that's his, his nickname is Shell Doggy Yeah, they all call right? him Shell Doggy Door. And and I thought, like, you know, there's, like, busting down the door. Like, he kind of he kind of <laughs> had to go through the doggy door underneath. Like, it's great. He came from below. And it's obviously a surf term. And it's his nickname. Yeah, so. that's cool. And actually, Mason narrates the whole film. So I don't think anyone's seen heard something like that like That's it's all narrated by mason are you guys doing a premiere eventually or yeah we're planning on doing like a little premiere a little tour some keep us in, yeah keep us when, in the loop when so do we you can... plan to hope like well the plan i don't it's not solidified yet but basically like september october oh, do some yeah, early winter. screenings and then and then release the thing like like uh, around new year's epic 
But yeah, it's a it's a tearjerker for sure. Oh, like, sounds yeah. like it. We we had the. You know, like, you always want those feel good storylines, yeah. and when it resonates that close with like a surfer, and you know, yeah. like somebody with drug issues, and it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's dude, it's, it's a super inspiring story. Like I, I shed tears like watching things still a couple moments. Did and we yeah. had we actually had, so we told Rip Curl the idea. We we did a little thing about him, and then, um, we made like a thirty minute cut. And we're in on Oahu at the Rip Curl house. And we're like, there, it was kind of, it was fanning everyone, all the big dogs, Neil Ridgeway, all We're running towards the end of the budget, so we threw him a 30 minute clip and got yeah, extra. And, and so, <laughs> like, we, they kind of didn't know, they knew roughly what we were up to, but yeah. they had never seen anything. It so, was every big wig from Rip Curl. Yeah, fanning, it was fanning, Owen Wright, like the whole Rip Curl house, primetime North Shore. You know, and there was like, hey, everyone come. Uh, we're going to show Sheldon's video. I think people thought it was like some welcome to the team type video. Yeah. And, and we show this 30-minute cut. And, dude, I look over and, like, Fanny and all these guys had, like, tears running down their eyes. And then they, they all got up in a line and shook Sheldon's hand. That's cool. After Did you guys film that? No, I wish. Oh. And I even seen, like, a, I don't know, I seen a couple of the Rip Crow guys, like, like turn away, like because their tears were coming out. And like, <laughs> and like Fanny and the boys, Medina should have been like, okay, you could you could yeah. take a K or. I, I don't think they my, were expecting my, like my budget and throw it to that kid. I don't think they were expecting what we had. They're like, what is this like? Some welcome to the team? Because yeah. they, they came up. Kaipo's like, oh, this is Sheldon. You know, he's part of the team. Kaipo had never seen it either, I and mean, Kaipo knows him. Kaipo grew up on the West Side. And yeah, they were like we had Kai on the on the podcast. Yeah, he's great. He knows Sheldon's whole story. He's he's in it a bunch. Like yeah. we interviewed him and his dad. Oh, wow. We had Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy's in there. I don't think Johnny Boy's done an interview in like twenty years. Oh and man, we got the Johnny Boy interview because Johnny was actually his blood cousin. That's his cousin, Johnny. Oh, wow. Boy. Yeah. Dude, I'm over there. so excited now to. That's to, what I mean. Like, yeah. get this movie out there. I want to see it. Me too. I want to get that thing out there already. Yeah. yeah, you're like, dude, this has been a project. Let's go. Well, well dude, dude, yeah, thank you so much, yeah, man. Thank you guys for that having me. That was a, a great way to end and, and get people to. Uh, Through the doggy door. Get on the, uh, the waiting list for a premiere near you. We need VIP passes, please. Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, uh, to, uh, what is it? Two plus one? Always. Um, <laughs> but Joe, just Joe, named from just Andy Joe. Irons. That's, that's, what, just Joe that's what Andy would call me. Yeah. Why, yeah. why? Why was that? Just, just cause. Uh, I think one time I was like banging on the hotel room door to get in, and Andy asked Chris, "Dude, who is that?" He's like, "Don't worry, it's just Joe." <laughs> and then ever since then, he's like, "Yeah, just Joe. What up?" <laughs> and then I think Corey still calls me that. I love it. <laughs> See, but, you said, oh, I don't have a nickname. Just oh, Joe no, you do. Just Joe. Just Joe. I'm like, yeah. oh, AI called me that. That's hey, pretty that's cool. memorable. Right so there. if people want to get in touch with Alani Media, yep. what do they do? You can go to our website, www.alani.media. Someone already had alanimedia.com somehow. So it's oh actually alani.media. Check out our Instagram, alani.media. Check out our Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Alani, Alani IRL. Dude. Yeah. We got all okay. the contact info on there. Awesome. We yeah. do big stuff. We do Speedo. We do yeah. Aloe. Yeah. Kilroy. 
You're going to be doing US way sailing. more stuff now that this is out there. Oh, yeah. We're going huge. In the internet. This. And yeah. thank you, Omar. What? Omar Gadan. Dude. Our new IT. Pal. Yeah. He saved the day. My computer crashed. And he helped us find the lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lost file. The lost Joe. audio. Thank you. Dude. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Joe. Just Joe. Alani. Peace. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii. Five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.